really good. <laughs> Speaking of really good things, hello everybody and welcome to December 17th, 2019, nope, it's not, it's the year no, 219 perfect. of the Universal <laughs> Calendar. The Free Planets Alliance has been at war for with the uh, Golden Bomb Dynasty for 50 years, uh, but a up-and-coming uh, warrior from both sides, Reinhard von Lohengram and Yang Wen Li, together will save the galaxy what, what is this you're it's doing? Legends of Black Heroes. I made a mistake and then I leveraged huge it. Things, here's some huge things that happened in the year 219. Okay. Um, Hit me. Imp- Emperor Galactus? Galat- Emperor Galactus did land. Emperor Elagabalus, <laughs> <laughs> age 15, is initiated into the worship of the Furian god Sibel and Addis. Um. Taboa Liwei becomes the first chieftain of the Taboa clan and the Zhanbei people oh. over in China. And uh, Sun Jun died, oh. um, unfortunately. Yeah. It's a huge bummer. Well, shout-outs shout out to Taboa. Um, he really worked hard for that p- uh, position, and we know we've all been checking in w- with him every year. D- now, please, everybody, do remember that this will affect your fantasy football rankings, so you do want to make sure <laughs> that you um, you know pick him up as quarterback if you can. Um, yeah. Yeah. Hello, uh... Here's Emperor Elagabalus. I'm going to say the names of the people, Nikki, real quick. <laughs> oh. uh, I'm Steven Strom, managing editor of fanbite.com. Today I am joined by, since <laughs> since we've already heard him... Anyway, Nikki Grayson. Hi, my name is now Emperor Elagabalus. <laughs> Sworn enemy of Galactus. <laughs> uh, and we are also joined by Merit K. Hey, what's up? Not clearly, not much. <laughs> clearly, we have nothing better to do or talk about. Uh, I uh, I'm feeling pretty good today, everybody. I'm I, I feel I just I went to go see an early morning movie. I went to go see Knives Out this morning. I've been playing video games. I've been all to all kinds of stuff. What have you guys been doing? Um, I beat a video game yesterday, and I I'm stuck in a different video game today. So really, I'm just it's an, it's a it's been a gamer's week, you know. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Two sides of the same coin, truly. How about you, Merritt? You gotten stuck in any video games? Uh, yeah, yeah. What am I doing? Um, yeah, just playing video games. Uh, you know, that's kind of like my my life, my job, yeah, my passion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, gaming is my passion. Um, <clears throat> and uh, yeah, watching some TV as well. So we'll probably get into that. Oh yeah, uh, in a bit. I've totally. been watching TV, and uh, turns out TV can be good sometimes. Yeah, I, let me tell you about bad. Legend of the Galactic Heroes. <laughs> yeah, wow, you weren't kidding about Elagabalus. This guy is just like this guy's mustache, you know. And I yeah. love, I love that we do this mm-hmm. in every <laughs> podcast. We talk about an image on an audio medium, um, but. I mean, look him up, guys. Elagabalus did this not like Elagabalus. There's no I mean, way. What's up with his chin? What is up with his chin? They, this is where the term chin strap comes from. They're talking about, man, if Danielle was here, we would have a whole bit about Scorpius from Farscape because he has a chin strap. It's a whole mm-hmm. thing. Uh, he, he has it. Elagabalus has This is it. a literal strap to keep his chin on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know what? You know the monarchy. A lot of inbreeding over time. Uh, they're uh, they do lose the chin situation, so they do need to use prosthetic ones often. Uh, we we don't talk about it. Uh, you know, uh, otherwise we will be put to death by the Legabalus Empire. Damn. Yeah, it makes you think. 
super doesn't. Oh uh, yeah, I don't know. You guys have good weekends. Did you do do like you know anything anything non video games or TV or media related? Mm. Anything that's just like more oh fun. Well, I mean, I went to go see the Jonas Brothers on Sunday. I did say if you did anything more fun, fun is actually what we're looking for. <laughs> Survey says Listen, I had fun. a great time. <laughs> did, uh, in all seriousness, did you actually enjoy that? Did you fan? Yeah, it was fan really good. Um, I hadn't I hadn't seen the boys since I won the Radio Disney Grand Prize in two thousand and seven, <laughs> uh-huh. um, which is a real story. Uh, and uh, yeah, it was good. I, I don't really like big stadium shows like mm. that usually because. It's a lot of people, and the the cacophony of screens kind of disorients me in a way that is it feels sickening. Ooh, um, yeah. But it was it was okay this time, okay. and uh, the boys were good. Do they still had a good time? Uh, is this like a reunion thing, or do they just still? Yeah, they got back okay. together. Okay, so I will say this: this is this is a meaningless sentence for most people. Okay, but for the for the very tiny uh, overlap in this Venn diagram of people who care about the Jonas Brothers and also listen to our show, um, I will say this: Kevin Jonas, the one that people forget exists. Uh, did walk out on stage at one point with a guitar and said, "Before he said, quote, before we got back together, we were concerned that people weren't going to want us to get back together, as if they weren't at one point the biggest band uh, in their age demographic and also backed by Disney. Right. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Which is a really, it's just a wild, a wild thing to say. As if not all of them were multi-millionaires from, uh-huh. from the musical industry. Correct. Mm-hmm. Interesting. How old are they um, now? Are they... Like 26. Really? I think the young, I think Nick is the youngest. He's the baby. I think he's 26. Nick Jonas. Jesus Christ. Age. So they were like, God. Nick Jonas is 27, Kevin Jonas is 32, and Joe Jonas is 30 years old. Okay, I was going to say uh, 30 under 30 media luminaries, but uh, maybe not. Or musical luminaries, sorry. Uh, yeah. But uh, only only one third of them are uh, yeah. eligible. Ma- the most talented one is is still a, a 30 under 30 music luminary. Oh, okay. Mm. Is he the? Does yeah. he do other stuff besides music now? He was on Broadway. Okay. He was in um, Death of a Salesman. Oh, for a minute. Okay. That's a play. Yeah. I still don't know what Death of a Salesman is. <laughs> Hello. It's I, I mean, it's in the title. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Speaking of titles. It's not one of those clever titles. Like, I'm pretty <laughs> sure that is actually just oh. what it's about. Yeah. Just a yeah. guy dying? Okay. Uh, well, you know, somebody who knows things about uh, stuff is Merritt K, as we just learned. Uh, Merit, wow. Did you get up to anything good wow. this <laughs> What? What I an tried. endorsement. Someone who knows things hey. about stuff. In the land of the blind, the one-eyed woman in this case is king. Uh, when none of us knows anything about anything, you wow. are I, way you know, better. That makes me think I should get an eye patch. The hell yeah. I recommend That'd be it. That would really cool. As someone who owns an eye patch, uh, I do recommend uh-huh. it. Wait, what kind? It's a mo- replica Majima Goro uh, eye patch from Yakuza Zero. Uh, wow! I, there is video footage of me wearing it on fanbite.com. I was on the uh, reunion episode. Seen, I think I have seen you wearing that. Mm. It's very cool, and not to minimize, you know, eye loss or anything. No. But I would, you know, and I, I understand why people, you know, if they actually lost an eye, would probably be like, I don't want people looking at me all the time because of my eye patch, and right. uh, 
and or or thinking you're doing a joke when like you actually only have the one eye. Right. So I see why the glass eye is like a more popular choice, but you could do tricks with the glass eye too. I feel like you could do you could get some mileage out of that beyond just like the I aesthetic. Yes, I think like the water, idea like is that they. <laughs> Sorry, does that happen in Waterworld? <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> the main bad guy wow. has a glass eye in Waterworld. It's it's less that he does tricks I, with it and more that he's very sensitive about it. I, I think the idea with the glass eye is it does at some point like reattach to oh. the nerves. So like I don't think you're just taking it in and out constantly. Okay. Wait, what? Yeah, what? I think. I mean, it doesn't work, but like right. I think you Wait, can. But move does it. like the eye stem grow back and connect to the eyeball? Okay, we gotta That's find wild. out. This is it. Glass I do feel like we need to know. I, um, I also do. I do want to correct myself before we get uh, a, a deluge of text messages and tweets. Um, Nick Jonas was not in Death of a Salesman. He was in How to Succeed in Business Without Really Trying, um, is which is 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 still a musical, yes, okay. but uh, different. Now, hmm. Okay, so I, so I think they do. Hmm. Yeah, okay, so there's, like, non-integrated ones, but then there's uh, integrated ones where, like, stuff, like, grows back onto the mm-hmm. thing. Like a, so tr- like, like a tree growing around a chain-link fence right. kind of situation. Sure, yeah, yeah. Um, so I think, yeah, you can, you can get... I think they have ones that will move... Like, but the thing is that the the people doesn't change, right? Because um, it's right. Yeah, yeah, it's glass. It's glass. The whole thing is glass. At the end of the day, right? Yeah. Can you? There move is a it picture or... of a. There is a picture of a cat with a prosthetic eye. That yeah, I, that's a very good. I, I do really appreciate because this cat. I don't know if someone has this like misjudged this drastically. This size, but this one of this cat's eyes is like a lot bigger than the other. It oh, looks like it's wow. like partially magnified. Like yeah. part of its face has been zoomed in on. Um, no, but yeah, no, they're they're cool. They can, um, I don't know. Bodies are weird, and apparently that's a thing that you can do. It's uh, yeah, bodies rule. Actually, it turns out maybe um, that they're super cool and do wild stuff. Like this image I just shared of Dennis Hopper from Waterworld with a glass eye. Again with Dennis Hopper, huh? Dennis Hopper, he's a great villain. He does play some pretty damn good villains. Um, is that him in uh, uh, Blue Velvet? Is he the bad guy in that too? Candy collar clown? No? Okay. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. Do you guys want to talk about video games? Yeah. Because I feel like... Let's talk about the video's game. Okay. Yeah, we can do that. I, f- I feel like I have a lot to talk about today. And it doesn't have to just be video games. It can be movies, TV, all kinds of stuff. It sounds like, Merritt, you were watching some TV. So if we want to start with that, we can just move on right on into it. This is my normal voice. Hello. Into, what? into which? V- into television that you have watched, Merritt. Okay, yeah. Um... <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I'm just sorry. I, what, I you couldn't keep your composure after that. <laughs> no, I, I ended up on a list of notable people with prosthetic eyes, mm. and one of them is that guy, uh, that, um, that House of Representatives guy, uh, who oh, I don't know. I'm not. Oh, the guy a, who looks like Snake. The guy who Crenshaw. people are like, oh yeah, he's solid Snake, and it's like, yeah, except yeah. he's like the opposite of Snake right. in uh-huh. every respect because yeah. he fucking sucks. Yeah, he would attack um, Outer Heaven. And uh, there was a, apparently 
Pete Davidson once joked about a bunch of people in the midterm elections uh, last year and said that yeah. he looked like a hitman in a porno movie. <laughs> and people got really mad at him. Oh, that's incredible. And I'm also, like, oh my God. And that um, he, he said that he lost his eye in war or whatever, which like, <laughs> okay, but the hitman in a porno movie thing is like, yeah, I'm okay, looking at a picture you, of him I'm right I'm sorry, now. dude. It's not just the eye patch, it's also the facial hair and it's stuff. The so like hair. Mm-hmm. you did this to yourself. Uh but yeah, anyway. I Wait, Fetty Wap had what? Yeah. You didn't know that? Fetty no. Wap. Yeah, there was this whole Hot. thing about him at uh, Disney World, I feel like. Uh, oh. uh like a couple of years ago. Maybe I'm making this up. Injured second oh. eye in BB gun accident, Fetty Wap. Oops. Fetty Wap shares throwback photo from when he had he when he quote had two eyes and quote. <laughs> it's a weird way to phrase that? that. I mean, you know. Well, anyway. Does one television. eye make you more attractive? Question mark. Question mark. Question mark. Fetty Wap. <laughs> yeah, there was this thing. It was like in like 2015 or something that he got like. I don't know if this is true. I just remember hearing about it that he was denied entrance to Disneyland because like people were like oh no your your one eye is gonna scare kids or something oh, which wow. is like fucked up if true um also completely believable from D- the disney corporation if i'm not mistaken but uh that's just me all i can find referencing it is an instagram uh account and it links to a full story at hiphopoverload.com uh, don't hey noted source hey people hey listeners don't do what we're doing. Don't Google image search anything eye related in general. You're going to find a couple of things that you want, and you're going to find a whole lot more that you don't want to see. Yeah, ever. you don't want to see that. No. Anyway, uh, sorry. Speaking of things that you see with your eyes. Yeah, uh, TV. Um, I've been <laughs> watching. I've been watching the New Pope, which is the sequel ah. series to the Young Pope, which. Wait, aired- is it really? Yeah, uh, so The Young Pope aired, I think, three years ago? Yeah, I thought this, uh, was, I thought this right. was a joke, though. I thought people were joking that The New Pope was a sequel to The Young no, Pope. No, it's a direct sequel. Okay. So The Young Pope, for people who don't know and who didn't listen to my critically acclaimed companion podcast, uh, Papal Bull. <laughs> it's a great name. Uh, it, it's a show about uh, a pope who gets elected and he's young. Uh, I mean, young for a pope. It's Jude Law, and Jude Law is like in his fifties, probably. He looks pretty young too. He he's a young-looking guy. He takes care of himself. So Jude Law gets elected as pope, and like you all, you think like, oh, a young pope, he's going to be like really hip and cool. No, he's um, really regressive and like kind of an asshole. Mm-hmm. But the whole point of the series is it's kind of like it's sort of. I mean, there's a lot of themes and stuff, but it's basically like, what if Christ came back and he was a fucking asshole? Because like throughout the whole series, Lenny, who, the Pope's name is Lenny. Um, <laughs> well, he's Pope Pius, but he his name is Lenny. Okay. Uh, he uh, people like don't like him and hate him, and then come to realize that he actually has been chosen by God for realsies, and he does miracles and stuff. Um, oh. Like he prays to God to kill this nun who's like abusing people uh and then also prays to god to get this to help this woman conceive um and wait throughout the series he kind of like softens okay through the influence of a bunch of different characters and um 
by the end of it, he like is giving the speech and he's like really softened and is like, oh, love, blah, blah, blah. And then he uh, falls into a coma. So <laughs> in the new pope, so Lenny is still alive, but he's in a coma. So they elect a new pope. Uh, basically, so the reason they elected Lenny in the first place was because they're like, oh, it's a compromise. We couldn't decide on a cardinal. He's young. We can control him. Mm. Uh, it turns out that you could not control him. So this time they were like, oh, uh, we can't come to a decision. Let's elect some like rando guy. And it's actually a guy that Lenny raised up to be a cardinal. He was previously just like a confessor and he made him into a cardinal. They're like, let's make this guy Pope. We can control him. He's like totally meek. He doesn't know anything. So they do that. And then this guy realizes there's a scene where he just realizes he has power. And magical his power deal, like the other one or no just pope that he's power. actually the pope now and he's like the, one of the most powerful figures in the world okay and so he's like oh i i actually am in charge now here's what we're gonna do we're gonna sell all of the like fancy shit that we have we're gonna take in like we're gonna open up the vatican to like refugees hell yeah uh, okay. and we're gonna do all this progressive shit the one non-progressive thing he does is like crackdown on sex and like not just gay sex but like he installs cameras everywhere so that no priests can even jerk off or anything oh um, no. that's great actually but <laughs> no it's very funny and also he like sleeps on the floor and like um yeah and it just has this like cadre of monks that like push around the cardinals and it's very good but then they're like this cannot go on and so they it's kind of ambiguous but it's like pretty clear that they have him killed oh shit um, because the government too is like really upset about it, and uh, the Italian government, yeah, the Italian government. Okay. Um, and so then they have to get the new pope, and the actual new pope is John Malkovich, who is playing this old English man who lives in a like in a mansion with his decrepit parents, who are obsessed with their dead son, his the brother, fuck? and he just lounges around all day in like bizarre three piece suits with like with eyeliner on and it's just like shall i be pope hmm. i so, can't say so he's playing um, a john malkovich character and there's a scene when a character says that she reminds him of his of her favorite actor <laughs> john malkovich and he's like no i don't care for him um so then yeah i've only watched the first three episodes uh it's not actually out yet i've been watching screeners okay. i think it comes out next year but um yeah, so John Malkovich is the Pope now. And, uh, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. Um, the other thing is that I haven't gotten across at all in this description is that this show is so lavish and like the cinematography and like pa- like pacing and framing is completely unhinged. Mm. So like in, in The Young Pope, the opening was um, an instrumental version of All Along the Watchtower while he like walked down a hall past all of these paintings of different popes and then he would like turn at the camera and wink okay and in the new pope the opening is like this uh dance music song while playing while all of these like while all of the nuns are like having like a dance party in front of a giant pulsating glowing cross okay (laughs) good 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 i love that yeah um yeah, yeah, and it's some of that stuff is never really explained. Although mm-hmm. the nuns may be forming some kind of like cult within the Catholic Church oh, as of the most yeah, recent yeah. episode, because uh, 
it did end with them tattooing a nun with a raised fist on the back of the nuns. <laughs> so I think they may be starting a nun like cult, which this... is incredible. Merritt, have you seen Riverdale? I have seen some of Riverdale. Yes. Okay, I haven't seen Riverdale myself, but if you, that, it's impo- it's good that you've seen it because can you tell me is this just like is this just like people Riverdale? Is this just where it's going? Where it's just like it's just very expensive and the writing doesn't have to make sense because the less it makes sense, the more people like it. Uh, it's not quite as soapy as Riverdale. Okay, like it's much more like art. And weird in terms of and weird in terms of not just like soapy supernatural stuff happening, but just like like scenes shots that are like just symbolism, um, shots that are like just characters standing in certain ways, uh, like yeah, no, this isn't exactly. What it? What okay. is this? this, is, this is you just shared Hitman. a picture of nuns with guns. Yeah, like weird BDSM nuns with guns. It's from Hitman Absolution. I was wondering if this is maybe what the the energy of that of that nun cult is, but maybe not. No, they're just kind of dressed like normal nuns. Okay. Um, but they apparently have tattoos now of, of raised fists because they are no no different. of nuns with raised fists. <laughs> I missed that part. That's so much better. Yeah, you're you're a nun getting a tattoo of a nun. Oh my god! Anyway, it's wild. I have no idea. We're probably gonna do something. We're probably gonna do something about it, uh, like some kind of podcast. Sure. Um, yeah, I would listen to that because I th- I don't know that this is necessarily a program that I have any interest in getting into at this point, but I would fucking love hearing you continue to describe it <laughs> into a microphone. It's uh, yeah, it's. It's a lot. Okay. Cool. Um, so. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm uh, definitely. I think it's next year. Yeah. Okay. So, so the the tension then is like, okay, well, Lenny is going to wake up at some point. Right now, he's a ghost. I didn't mention that he's a ghost. Um, <sighs> oh yeah, that's a critical. Yeah. So he is in a coma, but he does walk around and like sometimes say things to people or just like move things in the room or like help them in some way and it's just like smiling beatifically at them and uh at some point he's gonna wake up yes they can they all are like oh i saw him last night like literally it's not like a thing where like only the new pope can see him like literally everybody's just like no lenny's just here uh no they don't all see him at the same time he only seems to appear to people individually okay but i think they all see him at different times and he like comes shows up and like helps them um, and there's a scene where, like, the the guy who's going to be John Malkovich is like at his brother's grave, and he's like, oh, "I'm not strong enough to be the Pope." Oh. And like Lenny's like, <laughs> he's like, "Oh, God doesn't love me," and he's like, "God didn't love me either." It's like it's because you have to earn God's love. That's Are why you ready he put to me to in a grow coma. up and earn God's love. And it's just like. Um, also, there are gay cardinals uh, yeah. who are in okay. love, which is really heartbreaking. Oh. Um, yeah, anyway, uh, what, New Pope. I, I'm sorry, I have one question about the timeline, the chronology of the uh, young Pope, New Pope. Mm-hmm. How how long was Lenny in power for? Unclear. Okay. I forget. I think about a year. Okay, uh, okay, okay. It wasn't like a week. Right. It was definitely like a while because, so- yeah. I was going to go the other way. I thought in my head, I pictured like when you said he softened, I figured like 
flash forward, it's been 50 years, he's an old man. Oh, no, 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 no. He, he's, he's basically the same age. Okay, yeah. okay. Because my, my next question was going to be, does this take place in some weird <laughs> alternate future? <laughs> no, well, um, Pope Francis was the Pope before Lenny, apparently, because the Pope that, uh, that takes over and wants to sell everything uh, calls himself Francis II. Mm, okay, okay, sure. So, yes, but more like maybe an alternate present at that point then, I suppose, which I guess is just fiction. <laughs> it's just contemporary yes, fiction. Yes, it's just called fiction, yeah. yeah uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> uh, did you have anything else that you got up to this weekend that uh, you think you want to talk about? Uh, I don't know. It's playing games, but I can circle back to that. Oh, well, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I, um... Well, we can let, let's do Nikki real quick, and then we'll circle yeah. back to you. We'll we'll just kind of we'll we'll shake it up and mix it up here and there. Nikki, yeah, yeah, yeah. There is hello. Uh, you can talk about whichever game or TV program that you want to first, but I you know that uh-huh. there is one in particular I want to hear yes. you talk about to me right now. If you if yeah. you decide to talk about it, I'm here for it. Okay, so I, I will I will very quickly talk about the thing that uh, we would like to talk about, but I do want to just say that I am either very bad at video games or um, actually some of the visual and uh, layout design of Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order is very bad. Mm -hmm. And I say this because I've been, I've completed all of the puzzles inside of the, on the second planet you go to, you go into this weird temple thing, this Jedi temple, and you fight some robots. I guess it depends on which planet that you pick from. Oh, I get, yeah, that's true. I guess so. So it's the one on Zepho, and you go underground in Zepho, and then there's some uh, robots that are very clearly, they go great lengths to tell you that they are not droids. They are just other robots powered by orbs. Huh? Um, And you do, yeah, they're like automatons. Uh, Automatons? Automatons? They're automatons. Um, They're automatons. Yep, perfect. Um, But they've got orbs in them. Um, and then there was a bunch of really shitty orb puzzles, super fucking oh, bad. Oh, I've heard about these. Where like you have to control wind to move the orbs around, but Ooh. then you get the force push ability, and then the force push ability doesn't work consistently on the orbs right. to point the orbs in the direct. It's super super frustrating. It's from what I've seen of other people playing. My brother has has played more of that at this point than I have. Um, it looked to me like. They were trying to do physics puzzles in a game that is not physics-driven in the slightest. A, uh-huh. A hundred percent. That's what it is. This and sounds I like have... a Sonic 06 silver... <laughs> yeah. Uh, Honestly, yes. kind of. Do you remember that? I that don't great, remember that. that. That great part of that game where you have to manipulate like fi- with fine touches this giant orb using your psychic powers. Maybe that's psychic where they got powers. the idea. Oh, probably. That honestly, that makes sense because it feels about as good. <laughs> oh, fun, great. Good. Um, so I have been. I finished all of the puzzles inside of the place, and legitimately, y'all, I've spent the last hour of in-game time running around trying to figure out how the fuck to leave because the map in that game sucks Ooh. so bad. It's inscrutable. Like I, I just don't understand how the map works and i can't read it Mm. and that's why i'm confused as to whether or not like i am just very bad at video games or if it's like actually like a design thing that like i it just isn't clicking in my brain but i've been stuck in the temple for an hour and i'm very close to just putting the whole goddamn thing down 
because I can't get out of this temple. Were you enjoying the game up to that point? Is like this the first hitch? Oh, so that's the other thing. I'm also very bad at it, Mm. like gameplay wise. So I have never really particularly been into Dark Souls games. Like uh, they frustrate me way too quickly, and I just super don't like that. Um, So I knocked this the difficulty all the way down to story mode, which is basically like. You get hit and you're like, ah, oh no. Anyway, <laughs> it's like when I'm Luke gets you. shot by like Obi Wan's fucking like little exactly. orb droid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you and then you just mash X a bunch of times and you kill the thing, um, which is fine. Like honestly, like that's kind of what I want it to be. Sure. But I, I, I just want to be out of here. This might be a situation where I would have rather had this game be a book mm. if that makes sense um because the story is like somewhat interesting and i'm i am a fucking sucker for uh for side stories like this right but part of me wonders if at least for me it would have been better served uh in some other medium but i don't know maybe i'll feel better about it if i ever get out of this fucking cave right yeah I uh, I wonder about that actually with the book thing specifically, or maybe like you know maybe as a I don't know a TV series or something because like I feel like if this was a book you would have w- I at least personally I can't speak for you I would have zero patience for uh, Cal Lightsaber uh, the protagonist. Oh my god, he sucks. I don't know who I saw on Twitter um, say this. There's no reason Cal Lightsaber wasn't a player created character. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If, if Cal Lightsaber was a player-created character and still just as boring, it would somehow be better. Right. Well, then you would at least have but, some control over, like, your appearance and stuff like that and maybe exactly. feel yourself embodied in the role of a Jedi or something like that, you know, if that yeah. was what you were uh, it, it Embodied in the role as the world's worst Jedi. <laughs> the, just the, the dumbest, just so terrible. It is, it is very funny to me because some of the puzzles are, like, we were just talking about their physics-based, but the game clearly was not designed to be physics-based. Um, so it is just you as the player character running around for a while and then hitting weird pieces of geometry and then like plummeting to your death <laughs> and just imagining that that is actually just this generic white dude running around with a lightsaber being like all right fucking robot here we go and then just falling to his death which is very funny to me he's just like um, he, he thinks that's how the force works he's just like well if i jump yeah. off i'll be fine because i have the force it'll just like exactly pick me up and fly me away or whatever so we exactly yeah um cool. but yeah that's that's my experience with star wars it is very cool to have a double lightsaber that yeah. that shit rolls hey do you remember uh, when uh when jedi academy let you like play like make your own character it was pretty limited but right. like it wasn't just like oh what kind of hair do you want on your human guy it was like do you want to be a human or a bug man or uh, like <laughs> like what were the species they were uh, like some some fucking weird ones kit fisto <clears throat> plo koon twi'lek these real or are you making these up kit fisto and plo koon were members of the jedi council i believe kit wasn't kit fisto a twi'lek oh no kit fisto wasn't a twi'lek he just had a oh. similar kinds of head tails there's a lot of and people with head tails uh, in various configurations in the star wars lore <laughs> yeah wait i'm gonna look it up i'm looking uh, it up I remember liking Plo Koon a lot as a kid because he had an orange lightsaber and I'd never seen that anywhere else before. Mm. And I was like, yo, um, Plo Koon. This okay, game was on the so here's what you can be. Here's what you can be. Um, you can be a uh, human, uh, male or female. Okay. Uh, 
Twi'lek, only female. Keldor, only male. Uh, and I think Keldor is, um, is that Plo Koon? Oh, is it? Let me, what, can you? Yeah, it is. That's Plo Koon. Okay. Yeah. So, and wow. I, My dude got a weird face. Well, so the thing about the uh, Keldor, I guess, is what their species is, is that they uh, don't breathe the same atmosphere that all the other races of the Star Wars universe right, apparently yeah. do, appear, appear to breathe. So they need to wear, like, eye coverings and gas masks everywhere they go. Yeah, and when you take them off, ooh, not ooh, great. Wait, there's a picture of them without them on? Yeah, if you go to Wikipedia on uh, just search Keldor on Wikipedia. Wikipedia. I think you have to go to the. I imagine this is what a shy guy looks like. You have to go to the legends, uh, the legends part. Totally. It's not canon anymore. Um, But yeah, so you you could be a Keldor male, a Zabrak female, Zabrak famously uh, Darth Maul. Right. Uh, Also, the the Night Sisters, which are in this game, actually. They are. The whiny guy from uh, Kotor 2. Yes. Who sucks. Yeah. With a weird robot arm that's like a laser. Ha, Hachimachi. I just saw Plo Koon unmasked. <laughs> yeah, like you don't it. love to see it. Uh, and also, you can be a Grado in this one. Oh, okay. A Rodian? You can be a Rodian. Okay. And that was always fun, because also your voice doesn't change. <laughs> like, you're, you're fucking always voiced by, uh, what's his name? Uh... Nolan North. Nolan North. No, some guy. I don't know. Uh, oh, well, if you're female, it's Jennifer Hale. Oh, okay. But if you're <clears throat> male, you're some guy named Philip Tanzini. Who? I don't know that name. Not They're anyone. getting re-released next year. They're re-releasing yes, it? They announced that. For the Nintendo Switch and the PlayStation. Oh, my yeah. God. They announced I'm that just, at like, something. They, you can buy Jedi Outcast on the Switch now, and I believe it's 20 American dollars. Yeah. That's and it doesn't wild. have the multiplayer. Oh, that's a different oh, value wild. proposition. Yeah, can't you it. can buy Jedi Academy right now on Steam for ten. Right. I never okay, played yeah. how any much of it. How much is it on the Switch? Show me, computer. Show me how much <laughs> Jedi Outcast is on the Switch. Show me how much Star Wars Jedi Knight Two Jedi Outcast. Oh, it's only ten. Only ten American dollars. $10. I guess that's fine. Ten dollars is the bottom limit of any re-release slash remaster, so that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, and it's also the most I would ever pay for the single-player-only experience of this game. Yeah, they which know like that. is good, but I mean, come on. Yeah, totally. You like, know why we're here? We're here to do lightsaber fights. I so yeah. I never played those games, but I did. There was. Did we write about that? Did you have a feature that you posted about this, Merit, at some point, about how there's, like, still an active community for that game? Mm. Um, and it's, like, 12 people, but they still just get together in people's, you know, in each other's, like, matches and stuff like that and play online? Uh, that sounds like a thing that is probably true. Well, I remember there was a weird, almost, I think, resurgence of it a couple of years ago, because back when I was working at IGN... Um, and basically just, like, <laughs> aggregating um, game clips for them. Um, the One of the things that ended up becoming, like, a weird fad for a little while was people just doing sick fucking flips in that game and fighting each yeah. other. Um, uh-huh. and it looks cool as shit. Like, don't get me wrong. Uh, like, no, it's a... Yeah, no, they're very good. Like, they're still, I think, some of the best Jedi games. If you want it, like, if you want a Jedi game, I don't know how they hold up now, like, Probably graphically, they're not great. No. Kyle Katarn always looked kind of busted. Um, <laughs> but just like the way the movement is very good. Um, 
the lightsaber fighting always felt fun. There was a lot of kind of like dancing around and doing flips and stuff, which I like. Yeah, totally. And uh, people develop these like whole etiquette systems for dueling and uh, it was good. I, yeah, cannot, I don't know. They're fun games. I cannot get over the fact that the, the, the lineage of the names of those games, mm-hmm. you reminded me that Kyle Katarn is in that one. And I was like, oh yeah, Kyle Katarn from Star Wars Dark Forces. He was in those games. And then I remembered uh-huh. suddenly that, wait, no, it was, it was Star Wars Dark Forces, Star Wars Dark mm-hmm. Forces 2, Star Wars Dark Forces Three Jedi Knight, and then uh, and then Jedi. Knight I believe 2. no, no, no. I believe Dark Forces Two is Jedi Knight. Okay, but they started like doing this weird thing where the subtitles became the main titles of the game, yes. and then they had to so yeah. Having it goes Dark Forces, Dark Forces Two, Jedi Knight, Jedi Knight Two, Jedi Outcast, <laughs> and then Jedi Knight Jedi Academy. Oh my god! So man, video games used to be wild. A lot of things. Yeah, when people talk about, like, oh, Battlefield 2, there's two of those. Like, yeah, things have been weird for a while. Yeah, totally. Uh, cool stuff, though. Also, like, the know. villain in Jedi Outcast is a dinosaur. Oh. Jedi? He's just a dinosaur, man. Okay. He's Darth Dinosaur. He's Darth Dinosaur. Uh, Dasan. Dasan? Dasan, yeah. Okay. He's Dasani. a dinosaur man. Oh, wow. He really, he's a fucking extreme dinosaur. He's, fucking... <laughs> he's just an extreme dinosaur. <laughs> oh, boy. And he's got like a weird Amazon Amazonian woman with him in this screenshot I'm seeing. Yeah. I forget what her name is. What was the guy who looks like Red Foreman from that 70s show, but blind? Um... <laughs> <laughs> Jarek? <laughs> Jarek, that's his name. <laughs> um... Yeah, who is because okay, so actually in um because in Jedi Knight they had FMV cutscenes. Yes. So and that was very weird. Actually they brought back Jarek's whole deal, like his race, I think, his Mira Luca, because there's another character like that in Kotor two. Yeah, think. I think you can play um, as them in the Kotor MMO, uh, the Old Republic is what it's called. I think you can make like make a character like that too. Okay, no, he wasn't. He was not, in fact, played by Red. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't the bad Sony guy from show. RoboCop. He was not the be- the villain from RoboCop. No, mm-hmm. um, God. When I first saw Ro- okay, let's can we talk about that for a second? <laughs> because I saw that '70s show many many years before i saw robocop which Mm. i in fact only saw for the first time this year oh wow okay so for me that guy has always been the dad from that 70s show i also saw him in dead poet society and i couldn't take him seriously in that and then when i saw him in robocop and he's meant to be like this fucking hard ass (laughs) like criminal mastermind drug dealer psychopath Uh and it's just like are you sure (laughs) really have you has, seen this guy? Has the famous line uh, where he like busts in on a nightclub and, and needs to talk to the owner of the nightclub, but he, the nightclub owner is surrounded by women, and he pulls out a gun and says, "Bitches leave." <laughs> <laughs> Kurtwood um, Smith, like, how, how was he villain? I don't know. And also, he just in RoboCop, which is like set. During the seven, or it was made during the time that that 70s show was set, still looks like that guy. He, like, it's almost kind of impressive that he um, doesn't seem to age in the 30-year time gap between those two programs. Uh-huh. But also does look fairly old, even back in RoboCop t- times, you know? He's just, he came, he came out that way. He's like a Leonard Nimoy. Mm. 
You know, Leonard Nimoy is just a guy who was just like born old. Uh, tying it back to dinosaurs, he was on Eek the Cat as the dinosaur military commander. Eek the Cat. Oh, do you not remember Eek the Cat? I feel like I remember the name, but I'm looking at this and it does not ring any bells. Eek the it's Cat. It's a cat. I don't know. He's a cat. And then there's a spinoff called the Terrible Thunder Lizards. I feel like I remember the Terrible Thunder Lizards more than I remember Eek the Cat. And, uh... Nikki. Yeah, it was like, it was one of those Fox hello? cartoons. You know, <laughs> Are you the still 90s. there? I, hello. Uh, <laughs> uh, why do I know any of this? Corey Feldman, Brad Garrett, you know. See, I was three years old when the, the spinoff aired, so maybe it was just like one of those things that was just like basically gone by the time I was around mm. and conscious. We need to talk about other stuff. Nikki, I, there's something I... Okay, we need to circle back uh-huh. to the thing I wanted to hear from you about. <laughs> I do love that you, you prefaced Star Wars talk with, like, this is going to be very quick, and then just immediately mm-hmm. Merritt and I hijacked it for the dregs well, of fucking popcorn. You gotta talk about Jarek. You gotta give my man Jarek his due. <laughs> gotta give Jarek his Props to Jarek. Tried to pop up in the Well of Souls or whatever the fuck he was doing. The Valley of the Jedi. You know, Tried to steal Johnny Cage's soul. Respect. Mm-hmm. Um, rest in peace, Jared. Uh, um, Nikki, hit me. Hello. Uh, I beat Control, the video game yeah. from our friends over at Remedy. Um, uh, I beat it, finally. Yes. How, um, what'd you think? He, he, uh, I loved it. I thought it was great. Um, I got very angry at the video game multiple times. Mm-hmm. There are difficulty spikes in that game that are busted. Um, Did you fight the mold boss? No, I haven't fought the mold boss yet. Okay. So, okay, so that's the other thing. I don't know how much spoilers I I can and want to talk about because right. Merritt, I don't know. You if know what? Still... It's it's I I don't think spoilers like ruin the experience of of a game okay. for me unless it's like the whole time you were control. <laughs> you did take control at one point. I mean, maybe you already. Yeah, you already are control, like, pretty early on. The, th- yeah. the thing I will say is um, I, I, I kind of still want to do a spoiler cast for this eventually, so I don't want to burn yes. everything, but I think... For sure. And so I will just say, you know, give a warning for people for the next, like, ten minutes or something like that. Uh, just be, you know, be careful about this. Maybe jump ahead if you want to, but we're, we'll, we'll talk in, like, moderate spoilers, but maybe not, like, give away, like, big major plot beats, but I think we're... I think for we sure. have to talk about some of the, like, small, real gotcha moments, the really, really good yeah. stuff. And I... And I also do want to talk about the side stuff because the side stuff is because of how I, I started playing this game and because of how I finished playing this game, um, uh, I have to talk about some of the side stuff. Go right ahead. So the fight that Danielle, I think, talked about on the show. I don't remember if it was on the show was last week show or if yet, we were though. just talking. Okay, so we were just talking about it in stand-up. Which was, now I'm immediately forgetting Salvador. what fight it was. The Salvador fight. I just did that fight one time, mm-hmm. and it didn't. I didn't realize that that was the fight mm-hmm. that people had issue with until after I beat it. But then I realized it was because I just stayed in the back and just used the pierce yep. the whole time. Yep. Um, which is the for which people is like, like the count- sniper gun in that game. Yeah. Which is counter to th- that is the one thing I will say. This game is very good at, at um, drip feeding you abilities, and you get an ability towards. I'll just say it. You get the ability to levitate towards the end of the game. They show that in trailers. Which, oh, they do. Okay, great. You get the ability to levitate. I had literally no idea this was coming, so I thought this was cool oh, as hell. Sure, sure. Get the ability to levitate. To levitate. 
And there are a lot of situations where they're like, you, the player in your brain are like, okay, well, they gave me the ability to levitate, so that must mean that they want me to levitate all the time. <laughs> and you immediately throw out everything that the game has been teaching you prior to you gaining the ability to levitate. Um, so you just constantly get destroyed because people are like, ah, a, move, a very slow-moving target in the air. <laughs> I will throw things at them. Uh, and I will shoot them. Again, the slow-moving target in the air. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, once I, like, recalibrated my brain to take account to take into account the fact that, like, I didn't need to fly everywhere all the time, despite how cool it was, um, I kind of, like, came all the way back around on the combat. I, um, I, I want to say one quick thing about that, which is just that I think one of the big game's biggest problems is, honestly, could have been easily... A lot of these boss fights, the problem with the levitation, a lot of that could have been fixed if they gave you the... It's an optional power, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure you can go the entire game without actually getting it, but it should, they should just introduce it to you way earlier and make it mandatory, which is the shield power, where you can, like... Oh, uh-huh. Yeah, where you can, like, summon up debris and rubble and stuff from just nothing and, like, create, yeah. like, an extra overshield for yourself. If because I got this shield so late, I never used right. it. Right. Like I got the shield, and uh, I was like, okay, well, I got this far without it, yeah. so I'm gonna continue to not use it. But it, um, it creates such a good rhythm in that game of like allowing you to just like, okay, well, I my energy, my health doesn't regenerate. My I have to go pick up like health pickups from shooting enemies. Uh, but my energy regenerates, so I can just, like, soak up, you know, shoot a guy, you know, from 20 paces away, they, they drop health even if you don't kill them, put up a shield, run forward, soak up the health, drop the shield, like, cap a guy, pick up more health, grab the shield again. It, it creates such a better rhythm to the combat in that game that they should just, like, introduce that to you, like, right after the telekinesis, is my opinion. For sure. I think that would, like, make 100%. so many of these boss fights more manageable. Yeah. Um... So yeah, there's I, I agree with that. There the the ebb and flow of the abilities is kind of all over the place because like you said, the, the a critical one which is the shield, you know, you don't actually ever have to get. Um but I I did okay, so I started this game like at launch and I put maybe like three hours into it. I've probably got to like mission two or mission three. And then I dropped it, I think because 2K came out. And then I picked it back up uh, over the course of the last week and then just powered through it. And then I beat four missions yesterday. Um, But along the way, in the beginning, I wasn't doing any of the side stuff, really. I was just kind of like doing main mission, main mission, main mission, and then moving on and then doing main mission, main mission. Sure. And then there was something when I got into the Panopticon and I saw the guy staring at the refrigerator. (coughs) And I was like... (laughs) I was like... I have to help this man. <laughs> yes, they literally do a thing where, like, you talk to him and it's like they're like, "Hey, so for this scene, do you care if I say it, Nikki, or do you want to say no, it?" No, go okay. ahead. Oh, here, I'll, I'll do it. Okay, so you 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 get into the Panopticon, which is basically like jail for all of the objects, um, and it it's just it's really cool space because you walk around and you walk up it and it's like in this cell you're like oh there's a person in here no 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 it's a toaster this is a cursed toaster (laughs) and you keep going around and around a a cursed toaster under 24 hour surveillance (laughs) yes 100 percent. you get all the way upstairs and you get to this refrigerator and you walk up to the there's a guy sitting in a chair staring at the fridge and before you even talk to him you can see him like 
moving back and forth in the chair like he has to pee very badly. Mm -hmm. And you walk up to the intercom and you're like, hey, what up? And he's like, please help me get me out of here. I've been looking at this refrigerator for like 36 hours. It's like they forgot about me. Please, I can't continue to look at this refrigerator. Because somebody has to be looking at the refrigerator at all times, but they go in shifts. But, like, a, a yeah. crisis has broken out at the Federal Bureau of Control, and nobody came to relieve him of his shift or tell him that the entire building has been <laughs> fucking invaded. Yeah, it's been cursed. So you go downstairs to the guy who's in charge of the Pedopticon, and he's like, ah, shit. <laughs> Dave, or whatever yeah. his name is. We forgot. Do you want to go help him? So he unlocks it, you go in, and then, like, there's a, there's basically, like, a, like a, I don't know what it's called. There's, it's like a, there's a tiny hallway between you when you open the door and when you actually get into right. the cell. It's like almost a and waiting in room. that time, yeah, in that time, he stops looking at it and does get disappeared. Um, but there's like a blood it, stain leading from his chair yes. to the refrigerator. The, the refrigerator did just at him up. Like it did yeah. just completely gobble the dude. And then you're like, well, that's weird. Anyway, time to go into the refrigerator. And then you fight this fucking Lovecraftian horror boss. It's like, it's just a big thing with, with what has spider legs and one big eye mm-hmm. um, called the former. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it- And I just, I, I, Jesse... And I love Jesse as a character. She's so good. Jesse has very, a handful of very good, very different what the fucks in this game. <laughs> and I hit the what the fuck at the exact same time and intonation that she does when she sees the former. <laughs> um, and that made me very happy. We also did it at the same time when you get to the anchor, which is another optional boss fight. Yeah. Where the anchor, there's this huge anchor that's floating inside of one of the rooms in the in the bureau and it disappears into the ground. And then what comes out of the ground is just a really big thing that shoots clocks at you. Yes. And then, and you walk up to it and it vomits clocks at a wall and Jesse goes, what the fuck is this? <laughs> and then you do a very challenging uh, and frustrating boss fight. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think it's really, it's a really good game. It is, it does, the end kind of feels uh, it's weird. rushed. Like I didn't get it. I had to, once I stopped, once the credits rolled, the actual real credits, once those rolled, um, I had to stop and sit and, like, put, like, like two and a half things together before I was like, oh, okay, I see. Because the game kind of is, like, going in a really, really good clip, and then it's like, ah, and it's over now. Like, all of it resolves in a cutscene. And then the final fight is, like, not what you think the final fight would be. I was under the impression that there was going to be... A, you basically fight your way through this through this space um, in the astral plane where you learn how to use your abilities, except that's been corrupted by the hiss. Um, and I was under the impression that there was going to be stuff after that, like another fight, but there it there isn't. It just kind of yeah. ended, and I was like, oh, and then, okay, and they're, well, cool. They're almost straight up like, and check back in the DLC, dudes. Like, uh, there, yeah, there is, there is you if you there's a. <laughs> There is a uh, telephone call, a hotline call that's like, 
the expansion and or additional missions. Uh-huh. Yeah, the, the board who is your like weird <laughs> inverted pyramid who's your like your boss. You're basically like yeah. your employer, but it is a pure a giant floating inverted pyramid that lives in the astral plane and doesn't quite understand what human speech is. And so constantly, uh, I think I've talked about this before on this podcast, but it always speaks in like a weird. It's never sure if it's saying the right thing in English, so it uh, oftentimes will just use like proper nouns and stuff like that. But then like put a slash and say like or maybe this is what i mean like does this make yeah. more sense to you and it'll be it'll be like yeah it'll be like please check back with us in the next mission slash expansion pack <laughs> like, yeah it's really good um i also this morning did the sj fight um which one's that the sj fight's the one where you go into the synchronicity lab in the research department and you do a puzzle with the mirror, <clears throat> and you go into the mirror, and SJ. you do a fight in there. Yes, SJ. Um, got it, got it, got it. Man, that fight fucking rules. <laughs> it's really good. There are just so many things that, that are very clearly, like, someone had a conversation about, because because the setting is what it is, it's just fucking SCP, and they were like, what if things were haunted? I mean, the refrigerator um, thing is literally, like, one of the most famous SCP... Oh, is it really? The I forget which one it's called. Like, the idea of a monster that you have to keep looking at, otherwise it will kill you, is, a, is straight up an That's SCP. Cool. Uh, That's cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, but, like, the idea that there are so many of them that are very clearly, like, wouldn't it be cool if there was, um, like, a negative world inside of a mirror, and then you had to keep the mirror under lock and key? Uh-huh. Anyway, what if we put a boss fight in there that unlocked a very cool ability? Yeah. Or not a cool ability, but a very cool, like, outfit. Outfit, yeah, uh-huh. Um, I've just That's linked, a good outfit. I've just linked oh, cool. also SCP-173 for anybody who's curious about that one. Oh, that's cool. That's a cool JPEG. Yeah, it's a great one. It's a um, good... Good creature. Uh, it's very, it's a it's a really fun game. It's legi- it's legitimately funny at times. Yeah. Um. All of the uh the side stuff. Danielle was talking about this on the show last week. Um. But the side like I had so much fun reading. I I don't think I've read this much collectible stuff in a video game before. Mm. Um. As much as I did in Control, because it was like you know when you find books in Skyrim. And you're like, this is a this is a shame because a person did write this, yeah. and no one's ever read it. Yeah, like no person has ever sat. Well, other than <laughs> Brian uh, at Polygon, he did read them, unfortunately. But like, no other person has read them. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. Every single. <laughs> you just, oh no! Go ahead. I went to see Knives Out this morning, and there's a very good joke in that movie about that is almost word for word a thing you just said. And I'm just can't yeah. stop thinking about it. Sorry. <laughs> uh, there is um. No, but, like, every single piece of, like, memo or, like, confidential, like, uh, status report or whatever is just so lovingly crafted. Um, They're just so fun. And that kind of, like, builds all up to Dr. Darling, who I legitimately think... (sighs) Should have won whatever game award he was nominated best for last week. I believe, uh, best performance, I believe. Best performance because... Yo, yeah, okay, that tracks. I understand. If they should have done a 1A and 1B. Yeah. Um, because, God, gosh. No, didn't Mads Mikkelsen win it? I thought Ashley Burst did for Pavati from uh, from uh, The Outer Mads Worlds. Mi- Maybe Mads Mikkelsen did win. I think Mads Mikkelsen won. Maybe I'm wrong then game award um anyway yeah. you get to the point where you get it was mads mickelson okay. do you think where is mads mickelson gonna put that award 
Uh, do you think it's just going to show up at his house? Do you think someone let him know that he won it? Yeah, I don't know. Honestly, I don't. I don't know what, what how Mads feels about video games. <laughs> he puts in a decent performance in that game. I'll say we'll get to that yeah. in the news, but. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, it it, uh, it kind of leads up to Doctor Darling, who I think has a really cool uh, arc in this game, and does have one of the best tiny things in a video game that uh-huh. is easily missable. I have um, a link in the dy- that takes. <laughs> I have a link <laughs> to it that I am scene. sorely tempted to drop into the Discord chat so Merritt can watch it with us. But I don't know uh, if it will have the same impact. So good. I don't think it will. See, that's the thing. I think it it means nothing out of context, which I'm like, I'm I'm happy that uh, I saw it the way I did because opening the door to where it was uh-huh. and then being like, no way, no, uh-huh. like they're not gonna do this, uh-huh. and then they do it is just very good. For, um, for people who have played the game, we are both referring to the dynamite scene, which I think is like what people call it to avoid spoiling what it is actually yeah. about. It's the but anybody who hears what I'm saying, the Casper Darling dynamite scene is is maybe one of the greatest moments ever in a video yeah. game. It's so good. It rules. It's so committed. Also, also, I can't believe I'm forgetting this. The ashtray maze is legitimately oh. one of the best sequences in a third-person yeah. action game um, ever. Yeah, the, that, we can't, that, we can't that, spoil that for people, I don't think. Right, but, but it, is, it is so... It is so intricately designed and perfectly paced that it is ridiculous to me. Yeah. Like, how good that whole thing feels. Right. Uh, but I don't it, want to say anything else about it because in a way that it, it is such a gimmicky thing that like in ninety percent of games I feel like would feel like a gimmicky thing yet somehow right. doesn't feel gimmicky at all. It feel like there's never a part in the Ashtray Maze sequence where I like got hung up on a piece of geometry in a weird way or didn't know right. where to go. Which is weird because that's the whole rest of the game. <laughs> you know, oftentimes <laughs> very much is. <laughs> Uh, but th- they clearly knew that they had something special on their hands with that scene, so they, yeah. they really worked well on it. Uh, we, we will talk about that in the Control spoiler cast in the future here. Yeah. In the meantime, I think I should probably chime in with at least something that I played before we circle back around to Merit again, I think. Um, I went to go... I should probably talk about video games. Uh, I saw... I, I, very briefly, I'll say I, I went and saw Dives Out this morning. I went to go see like mm-hmm. a very early morning showing of that movie, not knowing anything about it. The, literally, the only thing about I knew yeah. about Dives Out was that Captain America was in it. Um, and that, oh, that's even better. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, I also went into it knowing nothing, but the thing I knew was that uh, Daniel Craig had a fun accent. Oh, see, I didn't. I, I had no idea. Which man, I wish I could have. <laughs> when they reveal what his accent is in that movie, yeah. so Knives Out for people. I, I, I promise I'll keep this very short. But Knives Out for people who don't know is like kind of a, it's a Ryan Johnson movie, which I didn't know until the credits rolled. Um, mm-hmm. It is. Uh, it's kind of a mystery. It's kind of a mystery movie, but it's very much like a meta commentary on mystery movies and people who like mystery stories and stuff like that. There's a scene in this movie where somebody wa- is watching an episode of Murder She Wrote. Um, but in, and at the end of the day, it's really not even that much about the mystery until near the very end, uh, because right. most of the movie is just about like how fucking rich white people think that they built, the, they pulled themselves up from their bootstraps, and actually they're a bunch of <laughs> a bunch of fucking idiots. Yeah. Um, and how like the minute that like the things that they that they will constantly tell you in this movie that the this this rich ass family uh, is constantly talking like taking credit for. Uh, having built from the ground up and whatnot, the the minute that is threatened uh, to be taken away from them for like a second, they just well they go knives out. They they fucking just are ready to tear people apart over it. 
uh, over the most minor of things. Um, and uh, yeah, there, I will just the one thing I want to say about it is like Dan, did not know Daniel Craig was in this movie at all, and they introduce yeah. him in this movie. He's like sitting in the background during these police investigation interviews, and uh, nobody knows who he is. And there's like a very good scene where suddenly like, it's kind of. Um, uh, 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 asynchronously shot so that like you see all these different interviews kind of interwoven together and it's just like it all culminates with like various uh, members of the family asking who the fuck is that? Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> and he reveals that his name is what, what the fuck is his name? Like it's like Blank LeBlanc or something like that. It's some like clearly French slash Belgian Benoit LeBlanc yeah, Benoit, or Benoit Blanc. Blanc. Yeah, Benoit Blanc. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, they're going for a uh, Poirot type thing, right? He's going to be some kind of like, you know, soft spoken um, Belgian or French, like, kind of uh, foreign uh, investigator from Europe or something that got brought in. And then he opens his mouth and does sound like Colonel Sanders. Yeah. <laughs> Which is the And, and I, I, I did think I was going to hate it. And then I thought by the end of the film, is actually Daniel Craig the best actor of our time? <laughs> He's pretty good. <laughs> He's like, the, the way. These donut thing. I'm not gonna spoil it. I'm not gonna spoil yeah, it. But it's the, very good. The it's good. Thing. It's yeah, good. It's, very good. it's a good. It's a good motion picture. Anyway, uh, for video game type stuff, I have been playing quite a lot of different things. I don't need to go over all of these, but um, I'm not even sure where I should start. Uh, probably with Monster Hunter. Uh, we didn't. We we mentioned that we were going to talk about Monster Hunter last week. I think Merritt, you you had mentioned that we never got around to it. But mm-hmm. over the weekend, starting last. Thursday, I want to say, they actually finally put out a new, a kind of new monster slash new type of mission. They've only done one of these before in like the history of Monster Hunter, which is the Kulve Teroth Siege. If anybody has ever played Monster Hunter World, they probably know what I'm talking about. They put in a, a new siege in this game, which is kind of a mm. Monster Hunter raid. Um, where you're playing, it is, you're still in just a group of four people at all times, but technically 16 people are working together in the same server to create, like, to fight the same monster over and over again, to create progress to an overall bar that then, like, increases your reward level. And they did a bunch of, like, really interesting stuff with it, um this time around in terms of like the weapons in particular are hyper 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 customizable in a way that's super interesting um that being said i'm i don't know it's it's i I think this is going to happen with any time that you do this in a game because it's like it's a raid in the sense it's this game's closest thing to a raid in the equivalent of like a destiny or something like that but it's also very easy for the most part Mm -hmm. and you don't actually have to beat it because if anybody on your server beats it while you are logged in you get like it cashes in your reward level no matter what so you can like completely just beef it and you get it so it's meant to be just ground over and over and over again uh which is fun it's i think it's a really good system i think the 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 like loot system that they have invented for this where you are making like these hyper all the gear that you get has all the same stats and then you get, like, a special resource that you pump into it that levels up your weapons. So you can just, like, get it. Oh, this is the ice sword. It's the same as all the other ice swords, except um, I can just pump in, like, this, like, weird red goo. 
and it will make the ice sword do 50 more damage. Or I can give it like a higher critical hit chance, or I can do this and that and the other thing. Um, which is a huge improvement over the like completely randomized loot system they had from the Kulvay Terot Siege. Uh, but at the same time, I've just I fought this monster so many fucking times in a row uh, over the weekend that I'm just like already a little bit burnt out on it um, in a way that is a little bit of a bummer. Uh, it's cool though. Uh, I, I still for for the weekend that I have done it. It's it's around. It's a limited time thing. It's around for four weeks. Uh, so I'll I'll probably get back in there and do some more of it again. It does have a very cool. I think I, I shared it in our Slack. It's, it has a very cool attack animation where it like flies into the air and shoots down like a fucking GDI satellite cannon from Command and Conquer, and you have to hide behind that's a rock. Very good. <laughs> yeah. Please hide behind this rock so you don't get killed by the big laser that's going to shoot the yeah. big dinosaur. <laughs> Yeah, dinosaur lasers are the most dangerous kind of lasers, truly. Everyone, everyone knows this. That's the true dino crisis. Yeah, that's. I was going to say that's how the series Dinosaurs ended. But uh, yeah, uh, and I uh, messed around with more Mech Warrior 5 I talked about last week. I, that game is still, like, just soulless. Like, it's bizarre to me, like, how that game thinks it can get away with certain elements like... The way that enemies just spawn... One of the things about the Battletech universe and the MechWarrior games and the Battletech games is the sense of embodiment and the sense of, like, you know, it's not a simulation, really. It's not like AC-130 Warthog or something like that. You're not, like, you know, pretending that you're flying a World War II airplane or something. But it is... It does lean into that stuff a little bit, and that's kind of like the, back in like the, you know, early 2000s, uh, late 90s, that was kind of the weird niche it had drawn for itself in an era where those kind of genre distinctions meant more, because you were like, it was either you were Microsoft Flight Simulator or you were Quake, right? That was, that was kind of like a more uh, obvious delineation, and... That delineation has become increasingly meaningless over time as, like, just over time, genres have become more spread out and, and highly specific and uh, various other things have you know happened in video games in the years since. So when they come back to that, um, the thing it has left going for it is the idea that you are still embodying this mech. You are, a you are not a mech. You are a pilot inside of the mech. You can look around the inside of your cockpit. You can control it, do all this other stuff. But that whole whole thing breaks down when enemies just spawn in... Like, the game doesn't know how to, like, throw more enemies at you in a way that feels natural. So they'll just, like, spawn in behind you. And suddenly, like, you just walk... That sucks. It's so bad, dude. Like, it sucks. Uh, and I can't believe that it's still... Like, I mean, the game has not been out for super long at this point. It only just came out about a week ago. But, like, that's in particular felt to me like, okay, if this is a bug... I get, I get it, like, this is a thing that can be fixed, but if this is, like, a design choice, and it's just them saying, like, well, we didn't know how else to make these enemies get to your position fast enough when you're defending a base, so we just have them spawn in out of, like, thin air, out of nowhere, and suddenly you're getting attacked from all sides, and the sense of being in a place, of being a person in this area, inside of this machine, is completely broken, just instantly, the second that happens. And, and then there's just other smaller things, like, defense missions in this game, it's in incredible to me because like in this much like in Battletech you are playing as one main character you have a like a like your own character that you play as that has their own stats but then you also have AI partners that will uh, that you kind of help level up and you give them their own mechs that do their own thing but you 
on these defense missions, the entire point of a defense mission is there are these big bases, and this game admittedly looks incredible, it looks gorgeous, and part of that is because the destructible environments are so, 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 so good, like, the way the mechs fall apart and melt, and, like, the way buildings crumble and come apart in very specific spots where you shot them or whatever, and, like, glass shatters, it looks great. Um, but the problem with that is, like, there will be so many other missions in this game are, like, defend this city from pirates or whatever, and your fucking stupid AI partners are just like, oh, I see a pirate over there, let me just bulldoze my way through this building that we are trying to defend, and, Oops. and do, like, you know, in, the, the way it works is, like, basically you have to keep it above... 40% damage or whatever, and it's just like, oops, I just did 6% damage walking from point A to B, because they didn't program it so that your partners know not to step on your fucking escort targets. Like, what the fuck? That's a bummer. <sighs> but, is it is yeah. it a situation where, like, so you said you said that, like, the that's the, the spawning stuff mm. doesn't feel fixable does that stuff feel fixable like how much would need to be done to this to make it feel better the yeah i'm not a game designer at the end of the day like i I need to preface with that i feel like but like the i I don't see any reason why you you couldn't just program like those things those are physical objects in the world i'm sure i'm sure it's a lot of work i'm sure it's hard to do uh, but at the same time, I doesn't feel like the, you know, your, your AI partners walking around couldn't just be told, hey, just don't step on right. allied stuff. Don't shoot through allied stuff. Or have a command, because you can c- issue light commands to your, to your uh, squad mates. Just have a command that says, like, hey, make sure that you don't, you know, that you play defensively. Always go around or whatever. Or I can switch it and, like, no, be aggressive. If you have to, do five damage to this building, walk through the building because you're going to go blow up that mad cat over there and stop them from, like, doing, you know, 25% damage. Like, give make give me control over that, maybe? Uh, the spawning thing, like... Oh, my... Dude, I... I hope it's fixable because I think that's even the worst part because the game is so easy at the same time that the defense stuff is, like, more of just a... kind of a little uh, immersion-breaking thing more than it is, like, a thing that gets super frustrating. But the getting shot from behind because a panther spawned in behind you and shot you with a PPC and it's just like... Uh, it, like, you know, you were just there five seconds ago and they sure weren't. Uh, but now they're there and you just took, like, 400 armor damage to your back, which is... In Mech Warrior, your back is always way less defended... Um, than the right. rest of you, depending on how you kit out, but usually it is. What if, hear me out, but what if you put more defense on the back? Okay, all right. Mm. So you have, you have... What if, what if you built the whole mech out of the black box? Mm. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, if, if only I could. What if I just put lasers on every part of me and killed them so mm-hmm. fast that they... Yeah, what if you just killed them before they could shoot you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's... You're right, you know, I really uh, I really should have thought about that before Thank I started you. complaining. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm a professional. The, <laughs> the reason I brought up the game again, as the last thing I'll say about it, is uh, the reason I brought it up is because I finally had an excuse to uh, plug in my uh, X55 Rhino, my HOTAS, if you will, my hands-on throttle and stick that I bought, like, six years ago and has been collecting dust in my closet since I played a little bit of Elite Dangerous and was like, I don't think I like this game very much. Oh, Um, this is a Mad Catch joint. Is it now? Uh, So I think they bought them after uh, Uh, I bought mine. But yeah. This thing looks cool as heck. It is. This one, the one I specifically have, is based on a real-world, like, jet 
design like it's oh. they just literally made a a model they took the molds from a fucking you know mig or something like that and just made them for video games uh, <laughs> that's cool yeah you know what sure like if so that's the thing is like i will say i'm like since i got it to start working because when the game came even before the game came out uh they were out there i'm not the first person to talk about this on a podcast about video games but um they were t- coming out and saying like hey we made this game in the Unreal Engine. Joystick support is really, really hard <laughs> in the Unreal Engine. Yeah. Uh, so, not all of your joysticks may work properly right away. But we do have this 17-page instruction manual with a command code that you can plug into an INI file that will help uh, set it up for you if you want to oh, go down gosh. that road. Or you could do what I did, which was go to Reddit and find somebody else who had already done that, <laughs> download the errors <laughs> off of SourceForge, and then plug it in. Um, Perfect. Even then, though, it wasn't working all the way. I did have to email PR and ask them, and apparently there is a switch on the uh, X55 that if it is to, if it is switched on, breaks mo- some of the controls, but not all of them. So yeah, at first you might be th- wondering, like, well, why do some of these work and some of them don't? Am I missing a, a command or something like that? But then if you switch it to the left instead of the right, it suddenly works again. Uh, which is that a very cool... It was very fun. I don't understand. But ever since I switched to that, uh, I'm having a much better time with the game just by virtue of the fact that it's like not as brain-dead simple as just pointing with a mouse. Yet, I feel like I both mentally have to work for it because I have to line up my shots a lot more carefully because it's just not as right. sensitive as a mouse. And I have to physically work for it because the resistance <laughs> on the X-55 Rhino is so fucking hard. And I'm fucking doing ring fit to shoot my LRMs. <laughs> Do all of these switches do something? Do, do all they do they all work? Yeah. Yes, they 100% do. They are all Damn. I have so uh it's hard to this is another visual thing but like you if you look at the throttle part if people look up a picture of this thing there are a bunch of metal yeah. f- uh like toggles a bunch of metal toggles yes. and stuff and I do have I have like um the ones that are right in front of the throttles currently set to like uh bring up my map uh turn on night vision and to um, unlock my heat threshold. So, like, <laughs> in this... That's pretty good. Yeah. That seems useful. No, it's cool. Because uh, in, in this game, in Mech Warrior, heat is, and, and Battletech, for that matter, are heat is a factor. So your guns and your jump jets and stuff will build up heat and accumulate heat over time. Um, normally, uh, by default, your, your mech will automatically shut down before it can overheat itself and deal damage to its internal like core systems and stuff like that um you so you won't take damage but you will be basically effectively stunned for like five seconds or something like that if but the way i have it set right now is i have to like you know take my hands off the throttle real quick go over to my switches like flip 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 and then suddenly like you know it says like a heat override engaged or whatever and suddenly i'm just like all right motherfuckers and i just like loading <laughs> missiles and blast beams. everything mm-hmm. and i'm taking damage i'm damaging myself to do it mm-hmm. but i'm fucking just blowing away these tanks that are just like won't leave me alone and they're just gone now they just do not exist because <laughs> i stepped on them it's that part sony is good. sony should really Instead of, like, just kind of strapping buttons to the back of the controller like they did, which I'm sure we'll talk about in news, they should really kind of take a look at one of these mm-hmm. and be like, what if we put more switches on the front of the <laughs> PlayStation 4 controller? Yes, exactly. Uh-huh. God, uh, I swear to God, like, it does... 
again, it's only a so-so Mech Warrior game at the end of the day. I loved Mech Warrior Four back in the day, which was just all scripted missions. These are all procedurally generated, and I think that's the problem where the spawning problems come from. Um, but just the just mm, just the fucking sense of being able to take your hand off of the controller and just like, no, I need to reach for the thing that I've specifically moved so I would never hit it by accident because it's time to push the big red button because now it's time to fuck some motherfuckers up real good. Like, that feeling is so good and it's like a feeling I only get from these games because I'm not somebody who's ever going to play Flight Simulator or Microsoft Flight or whatever um, because there's not enough lasers in those. Um, but if I can get a little bit of that feeling in a game where I can... Uh, drive around an assault, you know, a class Atlas and just go, you know, just unload ER pulse lasers onto these inner sphere bastards, uh, then I will. I will take that opportunity in whatever wrapper I can get it. And I think they could improve it over time. I, these are also the people who, this is Piranha, Piranha Games, I want to say, who made MechWarrior Online, which is a multiplayer MechWarrior game, a free-to-play one. So they have a history of, like, post-release support for games um and if they continue to peck away at this maybe put in an expansion or two like you know like you do with video games these days like most video games do i don't know how this game is selling i don't know what the market is for this one but like if they can keep at it i think they're i think the skeleton of this game is really good i wrote about that on the site a little bit how it borrows very heavily from the BattleTech um strategy game that came out last year uh which is one of my favorite games of all time uh it mechanically and structurally or structurally uh it does borrow a lot from that in the sense that you are basically running a small company mercenary outfit um and that's very cool uh and the actual moment to moment like stepping on enemies sh you know shooting them out of the sky and that stuff that also feels good it's just it's just the design around the missions themselves that really sucks that they need to fix but uh Dang. Anyway, Merritt, we haven't heard from you in way too long. I'm very sorry. Uh, you said it sounded like you had a game that you wanted to talk about. Uh, let me think. I mean, I started playing Destiny again because it's Mary, the new season. Happy dawning. <laughs> happy dawning because it's the it's a season of the dawn and it's the dawning, which is kind of confusing honestly mm -hmm. but uh it yeah it's the event right now where we're all making cookies for everyone and is it, uh, is it any different from previous years i don't know because i wasn't playing mm. those years um i think they've added some new things i think the basic idea of like you're getting ingredients to bake cookies out of bullets and stuff is basically the same yeah mm -hmm. uh i did a bad combination earlier i was like oh what if i put these three and it's like no <laughs> you, made, you made garbage. You made the pixelated food from Breath of the Wild. And I did get a triumph for it, but it was worth zero points. And also it specifically said it doesn't count towards any other triumphs. Damn. Uh, but yeah, I've been playing that and um, uh, finished Disco Elysium. Hell I forget yeah. if I had finished it by the time... I before last week's? We we definitely talked about it last week. We talked about it. The game sticks the landing in yeah. a really impressive way. Um, and we're going to do a spoiler cast on that, Hell so I'm yeah. going to leave that out for now. I started playing Superland. Tell me, Merritt, tell me about Superland. Superland? Superland. Yeah, okay. Um, this is a game that I was sort of like looking through Steam 
a couple months ago to see like, okay, what, what are things that I might have missed uh, in wrapping up 2019? Mm-hmm. And this one came up as it has overwhelmingly positive reviews. It came out in April of this year and um, it had a glowing review on Rock, Paper, Shotgun, mm. which is high praise, I think. And I'd never heard of it. So I was like, okay, it's like 10 bucks. I'll give it a try. It's the way the game describes itself. It has no right to be as good as it is because it describes, it says it's a first person Metroidvania puzzle game. The main sources of inspiration are Zelda, Metroid, and portal so like mm. <laughs> it's like a, oh it's this meets this and this um also it's by one guy uh-huh so it's like this isn't gonna be good but uh <laughs> oh, it, it's good though it, it's, it's it like, sounds like a failed kick it sounds like a kickstarter that already ran away with everybody's money yes it does exactly so the basic premise is like you're yeah it's a first person exploration game you're like a weird little red dude um, in a world full of other weird little red dudes. And like, there's really like no narrative. It's just like, hey, we, you have to go talk to the blue people to because we have no water in our kingdom. And also the entire thing is like in like, um, it's like you're all miniature, right? So mm. like all the terrain is like Lego pieces and like, um, like wooden tools and piping and all this stuff and like, it's all like in this weird little sandbox, like a literal sandbox. Oh, I don't, I don't, I missed that part of it, I think. Yeah, so like the, it's an interesting setting in that it's not just like generic fantasy or whatever. It's like you are like a child's playthings, basically. Oh. And uh, it starts off and it's like, oh, here's a sword. You can hit things now. And it's like, okay. Like, oh, you got the double jump. Like, okay fine um but then it starts to get weirder like the first major ability you get is just the ability to place a cube okay um which you can use to like wade things down and stuff but you can also place directly underneath you to like bump you up a little bit you can use it to prop up doors and do things like that and then you get weirder things like the ability i just got is like um a belt that magnetizes you to metal. So you can basically hover, but only as long as you're near an object made of metal. Okay. Um, so it's like definitely a game where at first you're moving very slowly. You can only access certain areas and then you get things like that. And you're just like shooting through like the world. Like you're just like floating over everything. Um, the fast travel in this game, instead of being like a portal that you walk into and then you have a, like a loading screen and it takes you somewhere else, uh-huh. it's just a giant catapult that launches you <laughs> to the next area. And like, as far as I can tell, it's all real time. Like you look, you can see, like you can't alter your trajectory at all, but you can like see as you're like soaring over the fucking area, landing that's, somewhere else. That's really good. It's really cool. And like, yeah, it feels like a Dreamcast game to me. And I mean that in the best possible way. Mm-hmm. Um, it Something about, like, the presentation and the setting. And maybe I'm just, like, maybe I just have really fond memories of this game called Toy Commander for Dreamcast, okay. which was kind of like this. But it's, like, yeah, a first-person exploration, like, puzzle-solving thing. Um, it really scratches a lot of the same itches that like the portal games did right. for me. Okay. I will say like the combat is the weakest part of it. And I don't think it needed to be in there. Mm-hmm. Um, 
because you basically have like a sword and then you get a gun. Oh, and, oh. Well, not a real gun. You get like a weird laser gun. Oh, okay. Um, with two weapons. The two weapons. <laughs> but mostly you use the gun for like solving puzzles and things like um like for shooting switches. Okay. And and then you get like an upgrade where like you have like a second an alternate fire that's like a laser, but if it hits the little bolt, it causes an explosion, so you can activate switches from like around corners and stuff. Oh. Um and then you also use the gun to like pick up orbs that you then like launch through different things. Um so there is, like, some combat, and I actually just fought a boss, which I don't know if it's, like, the only one. I kind of hope it was, <laughs> because I think the way you were supposed to beat it was, like, run around turning off all of these shield generators so that you could actually do damage to it. Um, and you could still hurt it without, with them on, but you b- do basically no damage. Okay. But what, what I did was um, I found a rock that I could place between me and it. And I was high enough off the ground that, like, it's, like, fire wave didn't touch me. And none of the smaller enemies could get to me. And then I just kept spawning my block on top of its head. And, um, because that damages enemies. And, like, it took about five minutes of just spawning the block over and over again. But I killed it. Um, Because I was like, I don't want to fucking fight this thing. (laughs) That's just true sandbox gaming, Merit. Like, it sounds awesome. I know, I know. Yeah, so. um, It's an immersive sim. Yeah, it, yeah, Danielle would be proud. Um, so it's like it's like unfathomable to me that a game that describes itself in such terms mm. would be, first of all, exists, um, and not yeah again like you said be like a failed Kickstarter, but also be good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm kind of just like powering through it. I am a little alarmed by the fact that I've put like three hours in and it's like, you are 10% done. Um, but I think that might be because it's measuring it in like the way that a Zelda or no, like a Metroid does right. of like, you have this many like things collected or whatever. Right. Right. And like, yeah, I don't really care about that. I'm just going to finish it. Mm-hmm. Um, but so, you, there are like little areas like everywhere where you're like, oh, I wonder if there's anything up there. And it's like, oh yeah, there is good work. But, but this does feel like a game that has a beginning, middle, and end. This doesn't feel like a like a Minecraft where it's just like, actually, no, yes. You know. No, it's not like that at all. Okay. It's, it's very like, you have a goal. Okay. Like my goal has from the beginning has been to like talk to the blue king or whatever. Okay. In the blue kingdom. But to get there, I've had to like, they're like, oh, I heard that under the big red crystal, there's a magical MacGuffin that'll give you powers that <laughs> will help you get through. And I'm like, okay, I, I'll have to get that then. Um, yeah. So they're, they're like attempts at humor that don't always land mm. super well. Sometimes they're just like really doofy. Um, <laughs> Do you have an example like, off the top of your head? Uh, I'm trying to think. Actually, there was one really awful one that I was like, mm, no, thank you. <laughs> okay. It was like just like a Donald Trump character Ooh. in a locker room. And, uh, Ooh, in a locker room, like, too, huh? Mm. Yeah, and I hit him, and his hair did come off, which was, I guess, uh, good. Okay. But, <laughs> and there's also, there's definitely, like, a Breaking Bad man. Um, like, you can drop into a building, and uh, I they're definitely, like, cooking meth. And, um, right, okay. That, some of that Borderlands you, humor I'm hearing. Some of that huh? Borderlands humor. You come out, and he's, like, he has, most of them just have, like, like, um, stick figure faces like just like smiley faces okay but he has like a beard and like a gas mask and at first i was like is that gordon freeman 
<laughs> and it's like, no, it's the Breaking Bad man. Uh-huh. And he's like, we're not doing anything in there. Um, but it, those are mostly like few and far between. And uh, it's also, yeah, just really pretty. And again, does feel like a like something I would play on a demo disc mm. on like official Dreamcast <laughs> magazine. Oh my God. Holy shit. Uh, and then probably, and then would like never play through the whole thing. Right. But like now I actually am. Oh, and um, I know exactly the kind of energy you are talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's a demo of it too. So I, if Uh-oh. you have a minute, I would say um, uh, give it a shot. And yeah, it is almost entirely made by just like this one guy. Sure. Which is pretty wild. Yeah. Um, and I love also the like the video on Steam that's like trying it's selling it to you. It's like here's how big the world of GTA is. Here's how big Fortnite. Here's how big Skyrim is. They're all like fifty kilometers, hundred kilometers, a thousand. And then it's like Superland is like nine meters squared. <laughs> <laughs> good, very good. Oh. Uh, yeah. So. Uh. Yeah, basically that, Destiny, finished Disco Elysium. I had to cut a lot of stuff from my year-end list because I had to admit to myself that I was never going to... Like, I I cut Outer Wilds because I just don't have time. Yeah. I cut cut a few visual novels like Neocab and Eliza Mm -hmm. because I just don't have time. RE2, I don't think I'm going to really have time to play more of it than I did. Um, I, I feel like... January of next year, we're probably us people on this podcast, especially, will probably just like do some stuff with some of those games, you know, just as we're waiting for like yeah. the rush of May- March. Right, stuff. January is pretty light. I was looking at it today, and I was like, I think the only game I'm probably gonna hit of these is the new Dragon Ball game, and I don't even know how big that's gonna be. Which Dragon Ball game is that again? Oh, Kakarot. Kakarot. Oh, right, right, right. Shit, that's out in January? Which is an odd choice of name. Yes, it is. It still is. Remember when we saw them reveal the I name? Remember. I, I remember. I remember. It was it was unnamed Dragon Ball game before that, I think. And it was like, they were like, uh, let's call it the name of the guy that isn't his name. Right, the name that is kind of vaguely insulting towards him whenever it is said. Like, his mm-hmm. his disowned name yeah. that he doesn't use. Yeah. Um, what a strange thing. But, and it also a name yeah. that means nothing to anybody who doesn't already know what Dragon Ball is. Yeah, I don't know what that is. Oh, really? It's, uh... Yeah, I have no so, idea. So Son Goku is an uh-huh. alien called a Saiyan. Yes. And, uh, Saiyans have names that are based on vegetables. And, uh... Vegeta, his birth na- for instance. His birth name is Kakarot, so it's, like, Carrot. Uh, uh, his brother's but, name is Raditz, like Radish. Yeah. Like Radish, like Radish. Um, but when he's found by Son Gohan, he, uh... He names him Son Goku, mm-hmm. and uh, he doesn't know that his name is Kakarot until Raditz comes to Earth and is like Kakarot, and everyone's calling him. And uh, I think Vegeta still Vegeta still does Vegeta always call him Goku Kakarot. anymore. No, just always no? Kakarot. It's always been even in Super. It's still Kakarot. Oh wow. Yeah, they commit to that. Do you know? Rude. Are you familiar? I know, right? It's like that dude like just needs to learn how to chill. Am I right? Um, <laughs> uh, do you know Superman, Nikki? I do know the Superman, do, yeah. Do you know that his name is Clark Kent? What? <laughs> do you know that Clark Kent and Superman <laughs> are one of the same? <laughs> They're the same guy? Next, you're going to tell me that Batman's also a different guy. <laughs> uh, but do you know how uh, Superman's given name for his Kryptonian name is Kal-El? Kal-El, yeah. Yeah, it's the same thing. 
It's that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Got it. I get it. I see. Yeah. So, cool. Uh, Nikki, did you have any other stuff that you wanted to talk about before we move on to news? No. Okay. I um, I bought Disco Elysium, yeah. so Do we're going to see if I can... I can play that. I'm, I'm, I today. I'm going to re redo my list because it is too long yeah. relative to the number of days that are left in the year. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think I, I haven't. I'm not like merit. I'm not responsible enough to like actually make the cuts in a, any kind of like <laughs> uh, real way in any kind of tangible way. Uh, I'm a coward who is instead just like. Over the weekend, I just played like 18 straight hours of Monster Hunter instead of anything new. <laughs> and I was just like, hell yeah. You know, um, and just lived that life and then watched a bunch of Legend of the Galactic Heroes. I also played, I, uh, this will be very short because I have barely played enough of it because it kind of makes me sick. Um, but I played a little bit of Boneworks finally last night and this morning. Um, now, what is Boneworks? Boneworks is a new VR game uh, that. A friend of mine kept sending me trailers for every once in a while saying, like, hey, this looks kind of dope. This might be kind of cool. I was like, oh, sure, yeah. And then every subsequent trailer I saw for it just, like, it showed new mechanics in that game. And it was just like, what the fuck is this? Uh, It is a first person, and it's Steam reviews. People can look it up. It's, like, overwhelmingly positive reviews on Steam. It is definitely, like, some people were like, you know how... Everybody always thinks like, well, one day they're gonna. They were always going to plan. Or Valve was always planning on merging the Portal universe and the Half Life universe into one because there's all these Easter eggs that kind of show mm-hmm. what if you put all these weird f- physics portal puzzles and stuff into the Half Life universe and you had guns and stuff and Gordon Freeman had a portal gun. Boneworks kind of feels like that, minus the portal guns thing specifically, and more just, like, it's a lot of, like, puzzle solving, but plus a bunch of, like, shooting and um, combat. But it has a really good premise. Uh, But, like, in terms of, like, just, like, aesthetic design and, you know, early on in that game, I'm being, like, in a very portal-like aperture science type way. I'm a guy who's, like, inside of a giant chamber and, to like, there's a robot voice telling me, like, you know, sort these items. And there's a big thing that says archive and it's a big, like, blue hole in the ground and a big hole that says, like, incinerate and it's a big red hole in the ground. And then they, like, spawn in, like, a coffee mug and a clipboard and a toy monkey or something like that and i have to decide if i'm archiving it or throwing it away and then the system glitches out and i escape from the confines of this weird room and then there's like written with sharpie marker on the walls like weird scrawled messages left behind by other people in this facility that um you know are talking about like if you die inside of myth os which is like the operating system that this game is all based around you die in real life and and or other people saying like but if you die in the void you come back to life it can't be good for your psyche and it pretty quickly becomes clear that the premise of this game is that it is a virtual reality game set inside of a virtual reality simulation um, like your character is, you are playing a person who is themselves wearing a virtual reality headset and is in a virtual reality city called Myth, uh, Myth City, I think is what it's called. Okay. Uh, and early on, one of the first things that you encounter is like the Museum of Technical Demonstrations, the Museum of Tech Demos. Uh, and it's That's just, pretty good. <laughs> and it's a bunch of glass, uh, 
containers and stuff, and you can hit buttons next to them that will ha bring up these CRT monitors in the world that you watch, and they're telling you about like how like in the early days of virtual reality, uh, people had to use primitive locomotion technology like short form teleports and stuff like that <laughs> because like you know uh, moving in VR makes you sick. So a lot of VR games yeah. have like short range teleports. This game just lets you walk around like normal. Uh, and I am watching. I am watching a trailer right now, and there are a lot of. There are a lot of. I so I I have a quest, and I have yet to like have the motion sick yeah. thing happen. But I also have not been playing super intense games. I've been playing like super hot and Beat Saber and that kind of stuff. Fair, I'm gonna drop so this in like, Discord real quick if you want to like look at it just to get a sense of what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, there's there's a there's a part, and I don't know where in this trailer it is. There's a part where you. The, your player character jumps off of a, um, off of a ledge uh -huh. with with like big sticky art hand things like magnet uh -huh. things, like, uh, like down into a yeah into a seventy five foot gap and then like grabs onto a ball and there's absolutely no way I wouldn't vomit <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> Yeah, so that's the thing, is, like, I've never played, uh, I, uh, played Resident Evil 7 without VR, because I didn't have a, a, PlayStation VR at the time, um, so I haven't had a lot of experience with these kinds of games that, uh, allow you to just walk around and move normally, and don't have any kind of weird gimmick around them and stuff like that, which is that, this, that's the entire pitch of this game, you're not in a vehicle, you're not teleporting, you're, like, just walking around, and early on, when you, when you start the game, because it is, again, a fake virtual reality simulation, you do start the game, and every time you boot it up, it does, like, dot hack sign, like, give you a fake login screen to a fake Oculus Quest store, like, front, where it's with a fake good. login. Um, and then in that, in that login, it does tell you, like, hey, by the way, this is, this is a pretty intense VR experience. You should probably be used to VR stuff at this point if you want to play this game. Like, maybe acclimate yourself mm. a little bit. Um, because it does get a little buck wild. Um, I haven't gotten, so I, I, I said I got sick. I've not gotten sick necessarily, but I had to have have had this thing that I've heard a million times before uh, people who playing these kinds of games have run into, which is that like I just get like hot inside of my headset constantly. Mm. Um, after like you know thirty minutes with it or whatever, it's just like I just get start start sweating a and. I wonder how much of that is just the fact that I have a giant fucking, like, CRT monitor strapped to my face is maybe part of it. Mm -hmm. um, and just the weight of the thing is maybe contributing to that and just, like, uncomfortable to have my head, like, surrounded and how much of that is actually motion sickness. Because it's not like I'm feeling nauseous necessarily. I just feel uncomfortable very quickly yeah. in it. Um, There's a bar here in L.A. called... Uh two-bit circus i okay. think which is it's a weird bar where they have basically created they've gone and they've looked at mario party and they were like what if we made these mini games real right <laughs> okay um and it does suck but they do have a vr corner and i had never seen this before before i had went before i had been to the bar they basically like have they have vibes but the vibes are attached to these big like the vibes are on wires and the wires extend into the ceiling and when you put the vibe on there's enough tension between the headset mm. and the wire mm. that it's like you're not actually wearing the headset because it's pulling back okay like it's pulling up the weight um and it feel and it's the only time i've ever like felt good with a headset on my head okay mm. 
Uh, um, and wearing the quest, I like get the same way that you are talking right. about, Steven. Like even playing super hot for more than like fifteen minutes, it's like I can't see anymore because I've just steamed the thing right. up mm-hmm. effectively. Oh um, god, I'm so that's actually one problem I keep running into. I keep thinking like, man, this looks so blurry. Like, is the resolution bad? No, it's not blur. It's not the resolution. It's I'm steaming it up. So I'll yeah. I'll take like a fiber cloth and like wipe it up. And it's like, no, this is still blurry. I don't understand. And then it hit me this morning. It's like, oh, I haven't had a haircut in way too long. My hair is like getting in front of my eyes. In front of my fucking bangs are in the way, <laughs> and I need to pull it out of the headset every single time I put the headset on. Oh my on. god. Um, so I should just go get a haircut, and that would maybe fix this. I will say this game. Well, that's the the solution. To all VR is actually a haircut. <laughs> yeah, solved it. Yeah, it's less weight on my head. It will it will be, you know, pushing me down. Someone less. tell Zuckerberg. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why he uh, has no hair. That's why, famously yeah. why he is no, bald. Like no, <laughs> Uh, this game is super cool, though, so far, I will say. Like, for as much weird problems as I am having with it just as a human being, uh, it's amazing to me. Like, the things that they show in this trailer just kind of work. Like, this, that whole suction cuppy thing. Like, the whole, like, there's a puzzle very early on where you're, like, in, like, a little trolley, and you can't make the trolley move forward. It's not, it's just, like, on rails. And you're like, well, what do I do? And, it's like, and then you realize you look to your left, and there's just, like carpeted wall basically there like it's got enough texture that you can get a grip on it so you just move your hands and like pull yourself along hand over hand uh pulling the trolley oh, forward that's cool. and there's like it's got a cool look there's like in this tra- in this launch trailer you can see i haven't gotten to these yet but there are basically head crabs but the head crabs are vr headsets that are trying to put people back into vr uh so they're just jumping on they're these little spiders that are jumping onto people's faces so that they can <laughs> stick them back in the vr world and then the character gets grabbed in starts seeing things in vr then rips the head crab off again and starts seeing the regular world again throws the head crab at another enemy and then it jumps onto that enemy's head and puts them in vr <laughs> Um, that's cool. It's cool as hell, and I want to keep trying at it and see if my tolerance improves or what, but yeah. Sweet. Do we want to move on to some news? Let's hit some news real quick. Okay. I think, uh, just based on our own notes here, um, most of the biggest news of the last week is probably stuff that came out of the Game Awards. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't know that we necessarily need to go over all the winners or anything or categories or anything like that. Uh, No, I think gamers were the winners. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I think gaming, gaming citizens, gamer citizens. What was it? Oh God, game one for change. We're members of one race, gamers. One race of gamers. Absolutely, we were all the winners Um, that night. It was not. It was the. It was the best one of them. It's. It was fine. Yeah. It was totally. It was. There was. It was. Uh, nothing terrible happened. No one said a slur. No. Ninja wore a bad suit. It did do that. Um, he did a walk that that uh, people thought was very funny. Did they? Did he? How would he? He did. Yeah, he did kind of like a virgin walk, and then um, <laughs> and Reggie then came, came out. Oh. With, Reggie came out with kind of like a Chad uh-huh. thing, yeah. Chad stride, <laughs> and people thought that. that was very good. Um, I saw an episode of of Guy's Grocery Games, the um, uh, the the game show hosted by Guy Fieri that takes liberally from supermarket sweep and combines it with the reality show Chopped. Um, <laughs> and Ninja Ninja is on an episode of that program as a security guard because there's a there's a this is not at all related but i did need to share this there's a mini game on guys grocery games called shoplift which all of you they won't let you use a cart 
Um, and the th- the only things that you can use to cook are the things that they put. They make you put on this huge jumpsuit, like uh, like a uh, like a plumber's jumpsuit. Um, and then the only things that you can cook with are things that you can fit inside of that jumpsuit. Okay. And if there's a if the security guards see you putting food into the into the jumpsuit, you can't get anything on that aisle. So Ninja was one of the cops that was stopping the chefs from being able to steal from Guy's grocery yeah. store. That tracks, honestly. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah, Ninja was there. So was Elon Musk. You know, real cool people. Like, that real mm-hmm. cool celebrity guest appearances from Elon Musk, who did sit next to Ikumi Nakamura because God is dead and uh, has... Be- and before he died, did forsake us all. Um, yeah. Uh, there was a couple of announcements. They announced some video games. They, they sure did, yeah. Um, I couldn't tell you any of them. The Wolf Among Us 2, I think, is kind of one of the more oh, interesting yeah. ones, just because of the nature of the, like, business stuff that had to go into that thing being brought back, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Telltale, it, it, they did put up a fat a Telltale Games production logo at the end yeah. of that trailer, <laughs> which is a weird thing uh, for people who... But then the develop, one of the development studios, so it's like a multi-team situation, and one of the studios working on it is... Was was started by people who left Telltale. Yeah. Or sorry, left is not the correct word. Who were fired. <laughs> who from were Telltale. fucked over by um, weird corporate interests that lied yeah. to them and and completely like screwed uh, the pooch on with bad management and literal just outright <laughs> probably literal criminal crimes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in some cases. Um, yeah, but Microsoft they did they did went rehire out there. Him. Yeah, Microsoft went out there and then we're like, hey, the new Xbox is coming out. <laughs> Um, you hear about this which the Xbox? Is, uh, it's back in it's back. tower form. Yeah. Um, so it's called. It's called. So depending on where you read and which PR representative you talk to, it's called one of two things. It's either just called the Xbox now, okay, um, or it's called the Xbox Series X, and that's the name of the thing. Yeah. Um. That's it, really. Xbox Series <laughs> X puts me in a mind of them, like, canonizing the idea that we have moved into the era of, like, half-step consoles and quarter-step consoles. Yes. Like, it is the Series X because there will be a Series X1, a Series X2, Series X Pro, mm-hmm. Series XX, Series Triple X Return of Xander Cage. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's the brand deal one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, they did bring up Vin Diesel. That was the foreshadowing. Um uh, they did bring out Vin Diesel and um, Michelle Rodriguez uh, to talk about mm-hmm. a Fast and the Furious game, which is not Michelle Rodriguez. I can't. I have not. I admittedly have done zero research into this, but I have seen both equal parts people being like, hell yeah, Michelle Rodriguez rules, and a lot of people saying, like, Michelle Rodriguez is a cop. Um, <laughs> so I'm not quite mm. sure what that is uh, all about. I don't know if she's that problematic or not, but she came out and they talked about family. Because it's about family. Uh, it's always been about family, always, Steve. <laughs> I've not seen Hobbs and, Hobbs and Shaw, so the dream is not dead for me just yet. Um, um, that game looked weird. Yeah, it looked like the worst parts of Need for Speed the Run. Mm, that's fucked up. <laughs> that's a fucked up thing to say. <laughs> uh, but that's what it looked like. Yeah, um, I, it looked better than Need... No, sorry. It looked better than Need for Speed the Run. Did it? Need... 
you have did you play have you played the last five Need for Speed games? <laughs> is the is most wanted for the 360 uh one of the last five? It might if be. If so, then yes. That one was alright. The, the, the mo- that most one was wanted pretty good. it didn't have enough Razor Callahan in it for me personally, but it did uh it was actually probably the last good one of those that they made, but like Need yeah. for Speed the God, I almost called it Need for Speed the Crew. Those are two different bad racing games. No, no, that's the next one. <laughs> God. Um, no, what the fuck was it? It was uh, Need for Speed the... The... Hmm, the the one with FMV was just called Need for Speed. The last one that came out was Need for Speed Heat. Yeah. Before that, though, there was the, there was the one that had, like, where it was all loot, but it was all loot that came through literal slot machines that you had to play in that game to get, like, better, like a purple rarity carburetor or whatever. I reviewed that fucking That sounds like hell. (laughs) Need for speed payback. That's the one. Payback. That sounds right. That was the one that they were really trying to make seem like it was a Fast and the Furious type thing because you were like creating like this heist to get back at the people who had fucked you over on a some weird car job before then and it was extremely bad um, much like the last five Need for Speed games assuming that Most Wanted is not one of the last five Need for Speed games I don't think it is um, it was very bad and this looks better than that I will say this the Fast and the Furious the video game looks better than their fake ass Fast and the Furious game from the Need for Speed That's franchise sh- Fine. Yeah. Fine. Sure. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> they announced some... Well, I guess they had already announced these previously. They The League of Legends things. They had, uh, they showed off names and con- general concepts. Yeah, finally they'll make a League of Legends video game for people <laughs> to play. Um, cool, I guess. And then they added my favorite news, which came out today, this morning. Um, the folks over at Sony... <laughs> instead of making a brand new elite style controller they were like what if we made a weird plastic thing that added two buttons on the back mm-hmm. of the regular ass DualShock 4 and put an OLED screen in it um, and they did that and it's just a weird attachment that you put on the back of a PS4 controller that adds two buttons who is this for? nobody Okay. it definitely what it is is it's a play to make the PlayStation 5 controller to make the PlayStation 4 controller Forward compatible oh. is definitely what it is. Like the PS5 controller is definitely going to have buttons in the same spots that these buttons go on the PlayStation 4 controller. And they were like, well, Microsoft's controller is not changing that much. We want to have these controllers be forward compatible. Right. So if we just put an attachment on them to add the extra two buttons, then will be fine for now just by having them be remappable and then if you plug it into a PlayStation 5 then those buttons will map to Q1 and Q2 or whatever they're going to call them. Yeah. That makes sense. Sure. Um, I believe that. Um, what else we got on here? There's a Rabbids movie happening. Hell yeah. No. Finally. <laughs> Merit. <laughs> Finally. We have a movie about a group of indistinguishable chaotic creatures <laughs> who mm-hmm. can't really talk. These uh, ones are white, though. The other ones, ones are, are yellow. white, and they have ears and two eyes. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they're Mario. Do minions only have one eye? Some of them uh, do. S- yeah, I, if I had to say, if I had to guess, I would say that minions have one eye. I think it. I thought some of the minions had. Okay. Oh, some of them have two eyes. One of them That's has one up. eye. Yeah. 
It's a real Fetty Wap situation. You're never sure. <laughs> no, yeah, there are three minions. And, three? Uh, There's more than three, aren't there? Uh, no, but there are three breeds of minions. Uh, There's three kind of subtypes that have been bred in the minion uh, like breeding pits uh-huh. for Gru. <laughs> For his yeah, war. Minion <laughs> for, in Gru's Minions Wars. Um, and there, there's the one that has two eyes and the hair to the sides. Uh-huh. And there's the tall skinny one with two eyes and the hair that goes up. And there's the one that has one eye. Right, okay. And the whole every time I see their little Gru logos on them, I think it's a reboot thing. <laughs> like, I always think it's like a reboot logo. Uh-huh. Oh, 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 you mean Canadian animated television masterpiece Reboot. Yeah, you know, Reboot. Everyone knows Reboot. Not a reboot of the That's a reference that everyone knows about. Everybody listens to Um, this podcast better. Do you know the minions' names? Wait, they have names? Unfortunately, yeah, they do have names. Nikki? Yeah, uh, there's Stuart. There's, like, Kevin. Mm Mm-hmm. Fucking one of them, the one that goes B to B, his name is Carl, I think. Uh, one of them, I'm just, so now I'm guessing. Those are the ones I know. I'm gonna say one of them's name is James. Is that right? Uh, I'm looking at a list of eight Dave. And there's a Carl, mm. a Stuart, a Kevin, a Tom, Dave, Phil, Jerry, and Tim. Tim. Jesus. Tim is a terrible. Yeah. There are also purple minions, which I have never seen Wait. before until now. Excuse purple me? Minions? Purple? What are Sorry. purple minions? Oh my. What the fuck? How have I never seen these before? How have these not- Evil minion. Evil minions are minions that are at the state of extreme mutation caused by the mutagen PX41 entering their blood vessels. They can't be evil minions. The whole thing. The- I've not seen the, the films. No, so that they come they come around and Gru is actually good the whole time, even though he did domestic terrorism in the first film. <laughs> <laughs> he gets a family and then stops doing domestic terrorism, okay. so it's fine. So they're saying what the, what the, what the what the what the minions movies uh, then go on to establish is that. Uh, evil is genetic, and our personalities are really just the uh, accident of our birth, really, and our choices this is don't correct. matter. <laughs> because you can just turn purple at any t- time, much like an Activision Blizzard villain. Uh, you can Damn, just turn purple perfect. and become a villain, like Kerrigan or Widowmaker or Sylvanas. Uh, speaking of, Activision do you think Blizzard, Gru pays taxes? <laughs> absolutely. That's the one thing he will. That's the one line he will not cross. <laughs> Sorry, I do need to just... I am going to tweet this, but I'm going to share this with y'all first. Oh, um, It is... This is just a, a, a screenshot that I did get from the Despicable Me wiki. Um, and it does just say, an evil minion pointing at Dave after his disguise wore off, alerting the other evil minions about the presence of imposters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you ruined Steven's very good segue, though. Sorry. It's all right. It's fine. Um, Activision Blizzard is bad. They didn't pay their taxes, and in fact, not, they they didn't pay their taxes so hard that in fact you paid their te- them money in taxes without even knowing so, it. You know what that means? It's that World of Warcraft is a state funded service, <laughs> and uh, Azeroth is 
like being funded by the American taxpayer. Right. So it's like we should socialize Azeroth. Right. World of, yeah. We should socialize World of Warcraft because we effectively already are paying for it. So we might as well have collective control over it as well. Right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, what are the legal what are the legal ramifications of World of Warcraft Classic 2 coming out? What options do you, the do, do the taxpayers have to take over the franchise? Okay, so under my new plan, the Affordable As Aroth Act, uh, we will <laughs> <laughs> under AAA, <laughs> which is the, re- referring to this and nothing else. Uh, <laughs> Uh, we will, you know, we will have um, a hexed chicken in every pot because that's a thing that people can do in the World of Warcraft games. To turn people into chickens uh, and other uh, and other such political humor. Yeah, Activision Blizzard paid negative fifty one percent on their taxes this year, meaning that you pay they they got so many they got tax breaked so hard that you paid them money for simply existing after of course the uh very good news story the feel-good news story of the year earlier this year which is that they laid off 800 people because they had not enough too much money i don't it's uh, they're the fucking worst (laughs) fuck those people fuck bobby kotick fuck activision blizzard it's a what a what a shitty company what a and you know what it's it's not just them obviously but they are you know a, a cross section into our video game space uh, that makes them especially worthy of note on this particular podcast. But, um, boy, corporations are busted in the United States of America. Um, and I, they they got more tax money back than Amazon did. <laughs> it's just very funny to me in a sort of, like, darkly comic sort of way. Well, why do you think Amazon's getting into video games? Oh, shit. Fuck, yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. You're right. You're right. Gotta get those tax credits. Yeah. Didn't they show a game at... Whoa! Oh, no. Mm. <laughs> that, was b- that was bad. Jeff Bezos breaking in your door right now. <laughs> trying to silence the message. Yeah. You can't You can't stop the signal. <laughs> but sometimes my... Uh, the sound box that my things go into, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes mm-hmm. that does fall off of my desk. Mm. Oops. Um... Amazon, I think, showed off a game at the Game Awards. I don't actually remember what it was. I'm sorry. I'm just still fucked up by these purple minions. I can't move on from that. Like, I know we have to, like, we're talking about important news and stuff and Amazon and taxes and games, but I'm just still looking at them and I hate them. Mm-hmm. It is I fucked just up. really hate them. And I, like, when did this movie come out? Like, three years ago? How have I never heard of this? No, yeah. so this is Despicable Me 2. Which Wait. came out in 2013. What so they the did fuck? return. They did go back to the well because the plot of Despicable Me three is that it turns out that Gru has a a good brother. Right. Oh yeah. No. I. You, do you want to know how I know about that brother? Because it's Trey Parker. Wait. What? No. Oh. That's upsetting, though. Mm. No, I know that he has a brother because they're because I somehow saw. Callouts for people drawing uh, Grew and Drew in a loving romantic relationship, oh, no. and uh, <laughs> there were very serious calls that these people were, uh, you know, pr- prom- promoting real real incest by uh, by doing that. And um, what I'm hearing—that's how I—that's how I learned that he has a brother. What I'm hearing is that Despicable Me is problematic, really, and we've we well, not as problematic as the guy. coffee commercial, though. What coffee commercial? Yeah, the the Folgers commercial, the Folgers incest commercial. 
What wait. are you people? Wait, 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 wait. Steven, do you not know about this? I don't this? think I know Steven, about this. What? Oh my god, oh, oh my, my god. god, I'm so excited. I'm so <laughs> excited. Okay, here's what we're gonna do. This is now a live Folger Assess Reactions podcast. This is now that's not a term that I invented either. Um Hold on. If you just type Folgers into YouTube, it's gonna autocomplete brother and sister commercial. You're gonna wanna click on that. And um, don't go to the Comedy Central Central Originals extended cut because that's something different. It's um, different. That's it's called different. Uh, Home for Christmas 2009 Christmas TV commercial HD. I'll just link to it. Uh-huh. I got a. Yeah. I got a. Uh, it's in this uh, article that Nikki just linked. So I can. Yeah, I, I, oh, I, did I, you I, just link the uh, the piece that went up? Yeah, uh, I, I linked the GQ story, the oral history of the incest. Oral yes. history, am I right? Yeah. Okay, you need to watch this commercial and then... Um, do we want to sync right. up and, and do a rewatch, yeah. a live rewatch? We're just going to go... We're going to go... Uh, wait, hold on. Okay. Where's the time website? Oh, no, I mean, we can just count down for this. We, oh, we, yeah, yeah, just count down. Okay, ready? Three, two, one, go. Okay. We've got... It's Christmas time... A volunteer, a, a man whose backpack just says volunteer, does not say volunteer what, <laughs> has appeared at a woman's home. Uh, he's smelling some coffee. People are waking up. They're very he's excited. Here. <laughs> Grab the shotgun. He's here. Uh, he's giving a gift to the woman. It's very small. She, oh, she put a bow on him. You're my present this year. <laughs> and he looks uh, very impressed by that corny ass line. <laughs> there are so many light, light. There are so many lip bites that yeah. it is it's disgusting. Now, now, if you had to say what the relationship between these two characters is, <laughs> what would your first guess be? Like, who are who is this woman to him? Uh, they're fucking. They they're together. Definitely, they definitely having some of that oral history is what I'm saying. Yeah, no, they're brother and sister. No, they definitely can't be. Or I get they can be. I guess if this is Ao3, if Folgers made their own fucking fanfic. Well, here's the interesting thing: is that there is a lot of fan fiction of this now. Uh, I was literally um, going to go to Ao3 as soon as I said that out loud. I was going to go Folger to Ao3. is a tag. So no! this actually. Yeah, so the GQ article actually is really cool because they talked to the ad people who made it and uh, talked to fan fiction writers. And one of my favorite comments in it is like someone who was like, okay, my main, my main goal in writing this fic was to get them drinking better coffee. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, like it's everyone has the same reaction, which is just like, why, why did they do? Why do they have those looks? Okay. Like, why isn't the do- why isn't the sister like four years old or something? Like, what is happening? Right, yeah. yeah. Oh, but also, she does. I'm I'm going back into it. Maybe I'm just. She does. There does seem to be. Oh, if we're talking about you know Ao3 tags here, age difference is definitely one of them because she does look significantly younger than this man. Oh no, she looks younger than him. But like, if you wanted to do like the way you should have done this commercial is just like make her 10 or something. Right. And that corny ass like, line has so much better impact that way. Like what if it's a child that says that like, you are my present this year. And it's like, Oh, that's sweet. It's not really creepy. It's not super like, yeah. creepy. Also, I just, it just doesn't make any sense. Can we just, everyone just go to, let me see. Um, 
It's it's at three seconds. Okay. It's at three seconds. Three. It is the lip bite that happens at three seconds. Yeah. Which is not the way that you greet your uh, brother. No. I'm. That's and that's like that's, a full. Yeah. That's a full jaw lip bite. That's a big lip bite. That's the worst. Oh my! This commercial is so much. Can I just? I'm so glad we got to introduce you to it. Thank you yeah. very much for inflicting this psychic wound on me. Uh, I do want to add. I did search for Folger's Cest on Archive of Our Own. There is one result called Cersei X Jamie's it's X Jamie Folger's Christmas. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Tags also. <laughs> Why does he smell the coffee as if it's the first time he's ever smelled coffee? <laughs> well, he's been in South Africa or something like that, right? They definitely don't have coffee in Africa. That's not a thing. Yeah, no, not in the places where coffee <laughs> fucking grows. Of course not. That would be crazy. <laughs> they didn't have that good Folgers, though. Yeah, they, yeah that, that good, good, yeah, that fucking that great classic roast. Folgers. That fucking, like, your grandma kept in the freezer for the last six years and only breaks it out for Christmas, Folgers. Mm-hmm. Classic roast. Also, how does how does the mom acknowledge? How? How does the mom find out that he's home? Oh. The coffee gets poured, yeah. right? The coffee's already, critically, critically, the coffee is already yeah. there. Yeah, wait, what? <laughs> Critically, the coffee has already been made, so presumably the, the smell of the coffee has already permeated the home. Right, and she, but it isn't until the coffee hits the glass until no, it's he pretty smells glass. the coffee. Yeah. He smells the coffee, <laughs> and then the mother is activated. <laughs> it does. If you think about the actual chronology of the like the cinematography, the editing in this, it does because she sniffs. She smells similar to how he smells the coffee. She smells the air and knows that he's home. So it does seem like the like his mother has activated like the predator smelling her prey <laughs> <laughs> coming within her hunting grounds. Also, they also pour two cups of coffee. <laughs> critically, critically, there's a, there's one pour at. at 17 seconds, 18 seconds, or whatever, and then at 20 seconds, he's pouring a different cup of coffee. Yeah, I mean, he's making coffee for the... No, he's just holding on to that coffee for himself, isn't he? (laughs) I was like, oh, maybe he's pouring it for his uh, his parents. Uh, Unless he just downed that first cup of coffee in the time it took his parents (laughs) to walk down the steps. He's like, must have vultures! The good good! (laughs) Those good beans. Yeah, anyway. This is roll that beautiful bean footage. <laughs> <laughs> this is the true beautiful bean footage. Do not under any circumstances roll that beautiful bean footage in this case. <laughs> not within You will go to jail. Yeah. Don't roll that beautiful bean footage within sixty feet of this woman who will fucking like be activated like X twenty three from Marvel Comics. It will it is her like aggression pheromone. <laughs> it will yeah. cause her to destroy you. Oh, boy. There has also been Mrs. Tina Meyer Hawks, the vice president of marketing for coffee brands at J.M. Smucker, Folgers' parent company. This is from the GQ article that I went up yesterday. Our goal in creating, quote, comic... Sorry, no. There has also been a lot of long-lasting positive sentiment and adoration for this ad. Our goal in creating Coming Home was to develop a heartwarming family homecoming story. We did not anticipate the public would see it any other way. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> not, not like that fucking bike ad 
that just happened where everybody's just like, oh, this oh, is some Peloton weird man. fucking yeah. oh. nightmare. And like had such a negative effect on the company that their stock like dropped 21% or something. Oops. Yeah. Okay, but I saw an ad on Twitter the other day um, mm-hmm. for coffee. It wasn't Folgers. Uh, of like a mother kissing her son on the lips. Oh, no. So what? like, No. Are they trying to like get in on the racket like is that <laughs> like we don't have a tag just, like are they just like oh well this is a fun, an ironic funny thing now so let's do it but make it even worse like what is the possible expo- like it's it's too much to be a coincidence what wasn't there you know? wasn't there a god was it gronkowski some wasn't there a football man who just did that oh tom brady, tom brady. kisses his kids on the list yeah, yeah. and like foot photographed it how much do you want to bet that that ad was like tom brady took out an ad to like try and normalize that shit after he got fucking speaking of coffee roasted on the internet nice got him i don't know what Every day we stray, we stray further from God's light. Is all I'm saying. Yeah. We're fucked. We're so fucking done. Um, well, anyway, on that beautiful <laughs> note, <laughs> we should probably end this podcast here pretty quickly. Um, I don't think there's really any other news to get to. I can't believe we got all of our uh, podcast title ideas in the last three minutes of the show. It's great. Yeah, that's great. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, yeah. So. I think we're gonna wrap it up as long as you guys are okay yeah. with that. Uh, yeah, <clears throat> it was a great show. Great to great to speak with all of you again. And uh, for those who are oh, and for you know, uh, shout outs to Danielle who was not on this week. She just wasn't feeling well, so uh, she will be on again next week. For people who were maybe wondering about that, we forgot to mention it up at the top. Uh, but uh, yeah, we'll be back on our regularly scheduled bullshit. Actually, probably not next week with our regularly scheduled bullshit. I think next week is when our non-regular next year's yeah yeah probably not because next week is uh christmas eve yeah so yeah totally so jesus how Mm -hmm. how how (laughs) Mm -hmm. uh but we will have a lot of stuff in this feed next week probably we'll have more stuff in this feed than normal which i promise i fucking promise is not a lie this time like it was at pax that one week uh what are you talking about (laughs) um the thing that i will never let die uh, we're gonna have some uh, some end of year stuff in this feed that's already pre-recorded, so that is definitely coming around. Uh, Danielle and I have also talked about maybe doing some kind of bonus pod uh, about some other stuff in the near future, and then uh, coming back in off of the new year, we will probably do Control or Disco Elysium uh, spoiler cast. So definitely got some cool stuff in the pipeline, uh, some of which is already ready to go. So you can uh, keep your ears open for that. We'll have another episode of uh, You'd Love to See It in this feed as well on Thursday. Um, you might already see that depending on when you're listening to this uh in the meantime thank you all for listening you can we don't have any uh, real emails this week so uh, if you want to you can uh, fill up our inbox with uh questions comments concerns ideas fun stuff at podcast at fanbyte.com always appreciated uh you can also find merit on the internet yeah you can yep you can find nikki in his home <laughs> That's where I am. Well, catch y'all on the floor. Yeah, you can find Merit on Twitter at... Do you know what it is? It's at Merit K, Merit. Please, thank you. It is. M-E-R-R-I-T-T-K, the letter K. Uh, That's correct. What's mine, Stephen? Godsua, G-O-D-S-E-W-A. 
Perfect. Mine is at Steven Strom, S-T-E-V-E-N-S-T-R-O-M, which is a thing I've done on like every podcast that I've ever been on for the past 10 years. I don't know if people need to hear the spelling out, but I'm so... F- uh, there was a time when I was very sick of people thinking that my name was Steven with a P-H, Storm. Uh, and not mm. <laughs> with a beast, like some kind of uh, some kind of like Fantastic Four or something. Yeah, exactly. Right, exactly. Um, <clears throat> but nope, my name is not as uh, good as that. It is alliterative, like a comic book character's name, though, which is something I've always been proud of. <sighs> what else? Uh, you can go to Fanbyte Media at Fanbyte Media to check out all of our good tweets about different stuff, and you can go to Fanbyte.com to just learn about the things that we write about, uh, or go to Twitch.tv/Fanbyte to get more stuff with uh, Nikki on what is honestly a much much funnier show than ours, which is called Late Lunch no. with John Warren. It is so good. Um, unironically, I just really love watching you guys on that. Uh, they'll be back with more episodes of that uh, this week, and I think they've got some stuff planned to go up over the long break, too. Is that right? We have 35 pre-recorded episodes, okay. I'm pretty sure. I'm not, I can't really count that great, but I'm pretty sure it's 35. Beautiful. Well, you know what? Seems right. Uh, I would li- I would watch them. Uh, I do watch them, in fact. Uh, and I think that's everything. Um, that's it. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, it's always a pleasure to have you, uh, you know, showing your support. If you want to show your support in a more tangible way, you can go to iTunes and give us a rating and review. Uh, or whatever podcast platform of your choice that you use. You can do the same thing there. It helps a ton. Um, who wants to send us out this week? Mm, excuse me. It's kind of uh, burping at the same time there, but didn't really do it. <laughs> oh, there it went. Uh-huh. And that's it. <laughs> I don't know. It's you know what? My stomach has been weird. I played VR this morning. My my organs are melting. I'm so sorry. Nikki, do you wanna do it? Yeah. What do you want to um, say, Nikki? Thanks for the knowledge. Hell yeah. Bye. 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 Bye.